Good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is where you guys are. My name, as always, is Tiny Pixels. Um, I'm very, very welcome on in to another 6 out of 10 podcast. Um, I have with me, as always, as sadly always I do, um, the sort of lovely, I guess he'll do Squall Muzzer. Sam, how you doing, sweetie? Well, I was alright, and now, well, I'm just deeply offended. I'm probably going to cry for a few hours. Um... So don't expect any podcasting from me today. I'm just going to be weeping over the barbed insults that Pip just threw at me, to be honest. Every week I say something nice about you. Every week. (laughs) And you throw it back in my face. And then this week I say something not nice and you throw it back... I can't win. It's it's well, like no, it's you've like been on a run. you have been on a run of going. Oh, I always say something nice every week, and you've just been on a spree. You guys can't see it, but I did a little wiggle there because sounds finally cottoned on, and it makes me say. Anyway, in the <laughs> tradition of this podcast confuses me to no end constantly, we have in fact another Sam with us this week. Um, we have the wonderful, wonderful Samos. Uh, everyone, Shinobi, how you doing, sweet pea? How's it going? Um, very, very well. I had a much nicer introduction than other Sam, so I feel good about I mean, you're a, genuinely, you're a wonderful human being, and if people, uh, let me jam your camera up on the screen, uh, everybody say hi. Um, no, if people haven't heard of you before, so you do a lot, a lot of good, um, in the, in the community, um, uh, across Twitch, um, right. yeah, across various platforms. Um, I'm, I'm gonna refer to you as Obi, because I feel like that's what I refer to you as most, and it stops me from going, Sam, and the two of you going, what? Um, which one? Which is what's what's bound to happen. Um, yeah, Obi, tell us a little bit about who you are, what it is that you do on Twitch, where people can find you, all that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, so I do a lot of charity work and charity-focused events on Twitch. Uh, I started doing this in God, uh, 2014 officially uh, with special effects. And then uh, later that year, I joined the Operation Supply Drop team as a volunteer and then started doing it full time in 2015, launching my own charity cause. uh, And we're working with a charity called uh, Save the Children, uh, which actually we've been talking about recently. And that's called Co-op Causes. Uh, Actually interviewing for another job on Friday. That's another charity. That isn't in the Twitch space, but it's still Twitch related. Uh, you can find me, just well, find us on Operation Supply Drops Twitch, which is twitch.tv for slash Operation Supply Drop. That's where you find most of the good work that I do. Mm-hmm. Excellent news. Yeah, and we're going to be, uh, me and Obi are going to be working quite closely together soon, soon, hopefully, um, on, a, on a couple of different bits and pieces so you guys can um, hopefully look for. I'm excited about that. I had some ideas the other day. Um, chat have already had some ideas about the sort of things that I want to do. Because we're going to do some good this year, I think. And you are oh, yeah. definitely, definitely one of the bigger forces for good um, on Twitch. You are wonderful at what you do. And I'm so pleased that we have you on board. Um, please replace this Sam uh, every week. Because, no, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. I'll just go now, shall I? <laughs> and I'll be off. I am, I am getting worse. I'm getting worse. But uh, it's really great to have you on. It's been a really good week for gaming this week, right? Yeah, fantastic. Cool yeah, things. we've got a lot of really cool stuff to talk about. And uh, we, when we were putting the sheet together, because we put a sheet together every week of like all the topics that we're going to cover. And uh, we, we started to put the sheet together and I was noticing the little topics pop up. And the first one popped up and I went, Ooh! and then the second one popped up and I kind of went, Ooh! and then the third one kind of popped up and I went, Ooh! Um, and I kind of didn't stop <laughs> until we got towards the very end. 
I, I think this is a new record. There was only one negative topic. On yeah, this right? Normally it's like, right, well, this person died and this company closed and EA's just shat on their entire player base yet again. But it's actually quite a nice week. Yeah. I, 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 I'm beside myself. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So should we, should we dig right in? Should, should we do some of that weird positivity stuff that we don't normally do? I mean, like... I, f- I feel like I feel like this is Obi's influence, not not either of ours. I think maybe you've graced us this week and given us a, a nice, big, positive week to talk about. Um, if we keep getting announcements like this, you're welcome back every fucking week. Yeah. This is grand, <laughs> absolutely, especially especially this first one. So uh, our first our first thing to to discuss um, is Nintendo Labo. So if you guys didn't see this, Nintendo have announced. Okay, I have to get this right. So Nintendo have announced cardboard peripherals for the Switch that allow the Switch to become uh, an engineering toy for all intents and purposes. The idea Pretty is much. you have um, pre-built or, or pre-stamped uh, cardboard kits. You put the kit together, you um, pop the Switch into various bits and pieces, and it becomes an exosuit that allows you to control a robot. It becomes a fishing rod that allows you to fish out of the Switch's screen. It becomes uh, a piano. The piano one's really clever because it uses the IR sensors from the remotes to read reflective tape underneath the keys. This Why is an engineering toy for children. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the teacher inside me, um, I used to teach uh, biodiversity and sciences um, before I, I became a streamer. And the STEM teacher in me was doing backflips. This thing is so, so good. Please tell me you guys are as on board with this as I am. Wait, like, I, I, do you remember, like, when they they came out of, like, Meccano, at, like, that, that sort of, like, the, the sticks that you could yep. kind of put together in various bits and pieces? And it had, like, machinery parts to it. Like, it had, like, a little tiny engine, or well, um, engine, a motor that you could put into it to make stuff and whatever else. It feels like that, but the modern version of that, where it's not lego which is cool that you can just kind of pop together and you can make yourself a castle it's got moving parts and it's got extra bits and pieces and you can kind of fashion your own stuff for it and whatever else and that's just so fucking cool mm-hmm. like the, the, like the, the sheer possibilities are just making my brain melt and dribble out of my ears like it's just- <laughs> so one of the things that like initially jumped into my head with it all is do you remember the movie the sandlot or the sandlot kids as it was called yeah, in yeah, england yeah. And there's so like the the kid like the like the hero of the story, a bit of a loner at the start, and he just plays with his Meccano toys and ends up using his Meccano skills to go save the baseball that they've knocked over a fence into the dog's yard. I'm like, they could do like a remake of the Sandlot, but make <laughs> out like this giant cardboard switch contraption that basically becomes like that version of it. And I d- you just know there's going to be some like YouTuber or Twitch streamer who makes like. Like a diva, fully mechanized cardboard version that you can walk around a convention in. You know it's going to happen. So I might already have plans because they're releasing. So um, the kits are seventy dollars and eighty dollars respectively. Eighty dollars for the um, the robot exosuit, and then seventy dollars for things like the piano, the fishing rod. Bear in mind that the piano takes like two hours to build. We've 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 that's been told. Yeah, that's part of the yeah. fun. Uh, but the exosuit, I'm kind of like. Okay, but you could build a shell around that really easily, and it wouldn't affect it wouldn't affect the underlying sort of mechanisms. So right. yeah, you could walk around in a goddamn cardboard Gundam and fight robots in it. A plus plus. Yeah. 
best product ever. Uh, no, I'm I'm so behind this. I'm so behind this. Again, like get teaching STEM outside of a school environment is really difficult. Um, and Nintendo have correctly identified that we have a problem with uh, STEM educated individuals leaving education and, and filling uh, you know gaps in our industries, right? Um, and it's I don't I don't want to bring like the, I, I'm gonna bring it in very very carefully and then I'm gonna ignore it again. Bringing women into STEM is really hard because mm-hmm. STEM is not fun and it's sort of very male dominated and it's very difficult to convince women that STEM is fun at a really young age and get them to take an interest in it. This is gonna take this is gonna get so many kids into engineering. This is going to get so many kids to develop their problem-solving skills. It's going to get so many kids to develop their uh, their mechanical skills, um, to to better their coordination and their concentration, to get them you know better at building things, following instructions, all that sort of thing. There's so much sort of uh, skill learning integration in this that is so wonderful. This is really really cool. Um, I think it's going to open up some really wholesome streams as well. So, like, for example, you've got Aurelian and her daughter. Like, I can mm-hmm. imagine them, build, like, streaming it, like, building everything together and then playing everything on stream. And it would just bring a whole, like, new wholesome, feel-good side to Twitch, which, if we're being honest, that lacks at times to times. The, right. the hate kind of takes over. So I feel like this is a good way for Nintendo, like, hey, the gaming industry is nice. Yeah. And it's also like after, after the whole like hoopla with loot boxes they're like hey well, how about cardboard boxes yeah. Like, yeah we've got this the thing that made me laugh though was this announcement came out and i tweeted about it endlessly because i i just i i'm so excited by this whole concept because i'm so excited that kids are going to start picking this up and building and learning and developing skills and all this sort of thing right um and the fact that they can customize it is you know wonderful and all that but you know aside from that People were tweeting me being like, well, that's great, but you're paying $70 for cardboard. And I kind of went, okay, but you're not, because you're paying $70 for the software um, and the, the print on the cardboard, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but what if they wreck the cardboard? Then you have to pay $70 to get it back. And every part of me sat back and went, how on earth have we got to a point where people don't understand that if you wreck the cardboard, you take your Amazon box, you draw around the bit that you wrecked, and you teach your kids about making meshes. You teach your kids about putting things together. I don't... And, and and before even that, you've taught them that they should look after their things. Did these fuckers not watch Blue Peter? Right? I don't think America had Blue Peter. But they must have had an equivalent, right? When I was a kid, I didn't even like Thunderbirds that much, and I still made Tracy Island. I think I could manage to replace a fucking key on a piano. Right? I was literally about to make a joke about making Tracy Island out of egg boxes and toilet roll, right? I was literally about to make that Young joke. Double-sided so sticky tape yeah. and loo rolls. Yeah. That, that's it. I, I missed out on the whole Art Attack Blue Peter thing. Like, I spent two years of my, two three years of my childhood in America, so I was like. Here's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, here's Power Rangers before it was in England, here's like... You missed out. Yeah. <laughs> and so everyone's like, hey, I'm going home to watch Blue Peter. I'm like, I'm going to go watch Visionaries, peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, like, I, I love this entire system. I think if we could... Uh, I don't know where Nintendo are about opening this up. At the moment, I know it's only registered developers who are allowed to kind of toy with this and, and get to grips with it and what have you. If they could open this out to the wider community, if they could start supporting schools and museums with this, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. 
it's endless endless possibility yeah. absolutely and, and taking it to like a sort of corporate dickhead sort of direction um okay Domino's deliver your pizza and your and pizza box is a is and it, you you can download the Domino's app and turn the pizza box into a light gun that you can use to fire pizzas at people in this little game that they've made or any variation of that like the one I really had in mind was like the WWE wrestler figures that you can get that come in like their little cardboard box sort of thing well, they've I got like cardboard Right. You could turn that. No. For... Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've so I've so missed this. Um <laughs> you can turn like the cardboard into like maybe the Titantron, like some kind of like sort of stand for you to put your switch screen on. And then that plays the Titantron videos for your your new figures because they have like a little NFC touch yep. or something. I, like would pick up, I do have a Titantron I could pick up, but it's pretty massive, so I'll leave it on the floor. Yeah, I won't, I won't show that one to camera. <laughs> I fucking QVC this week, and, yeah. and this we have at a very competitive price. If you phone now and use a credit card, you will get. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean there's so many little di different bits and pieces you can do like that as like a sort of marketing appeal yeah. thing or well, yeah, physical items plus you get another thing with I'm, I'm pretty sure Obi uh, you and I talked about um, a tweet that came out from Bisha right yep um, and we talked about Amazon partnering with Nintendo mm -hmm. so you get certain boxes they've got certain meshes on them you get an adult to cut them out you've got a new toy to play with and Amazon do their box people and stuff, don't they? And they, they do a lot of this interactivity through uh, Prime and things like that. So mm -hmm. why like not? Expanding on the side, you've got, you've got companies like Loot Crate who mm -hmm. do like Loot Gaming, which all comes in a mm -hmm. customized box, which normally they're like, hey, if you fold this out, it's on display. So they could go, hey, there's like some new cool like add-ons that you can do with Lobo. Yep, you will and need three elastic bands you know, four yards of string uh, and two sets of sticky tape, and you're good to go. And most people who have children in their homes have three elastic bands, four yards of string, and however much sticky tape I said. Um, so that was, this also sounds like the beginning of an episode to MacGyver. <laughs> we need a paperclip. We need to wend a paperclip in there, and we're but about. I'm, to... I'm so excited for this, and seeing some of the, the the insides of the things that they've built on here. Um, you, you guys will see um, the controllers that they've built, the way you use the actual screen as a controller, or um, you look at the insides of various bits and pieces and they've put, I don't know, like like various gears and cogs to do with bits of string and uh, bands and things like that. Uh, all of it, or, or some of it, is very complex. We were talking about that Guardian article where... Um, some of them take two hours plus to build. Mm hmm Yeah. That's so cool! Yeah, that's really good. So, so cool. That's by any stretch of your imagination. Nope. Like, the more complex they are, the better. My God, because then you've got ones for little ones, and then you've got ones who are coming up, and ones who are coming up, and you build them up through the stages of these toys. We were and, warned uh, that these weren't for adults. I don't care, I want all of them. Lies. But... <laughs> They've marketed this perfectly for children and they've got a perfect step-by-step -step sort of system mm -hmm. ready in place for kids to use this thing. I, I love it. 
Um, and I, again, like, I can't wait for them to open this up to all sorts of developers, schools, museums, uh, youth projects, to get them in on this. This is going to be massive and I love it. And I don't care that people are complaining that it's $70 for cardboard. It's not though. It's $70 for a lot of hard craftsmanship to pull everything together and to make the apps and to make the interactivity and yep. to make the technology and to yep. host it on the platform and shut the fuck up. And hopefully, if that, if, if that is maybe a bit on the expensive side, maybe they can like take some of that money that they've made off of it and go, okay, well now we can afford X amount of kits uh, for museums. Now we can afford mm -hmm. X amount of kits for schools. Yep. Mm -hmm. here, here, since those ones were successful, here's some for 20. Like, you, you, you'd be able to do it. Once, or, or once the technology itself has been paid for, it becomes cheaper to make stuff for that platform. Yeah. Um, and just think, when Fallout 4 inevitably comes across the Switch, you'll be able to build your own pit boy and mount your Switch screen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awkward oh, awesome. trying to play it like that with a Joy-Con in each hand at all. Like, that'd be grand. <laughs> oh, my life. Yeah. Did, you see, did you both see what came on the back end of the Nintendo announcement, though? There was some leaked images of Super Mario Sunshine 3, <gasps> which we don't know if it was like made up, but it was using like low-bus technology to balance like the Switch screen on and like the game being played with Super, and there was box art for Super Mario Sunshine 3, which mm -hmm. I feel was a bit of a hoax because we've only just got Super Mario, Met no, what's it called? Odyssey? I'm just calling yeah. it Metro there. So it might be a Super, bit just, uh, Super Mario Metro would be really scary. I don't fancy that. He's <laughs> just just Mario in the Metro world. Like, oh my God, what's going on? It'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know, there's so many. There's so many different options. So many opportunities with the the Labo stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be grand. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I'm really excited for it. If they opened it up to like indie devs, so you've got a Team Seventeen who made over. Not overcooked. Overcooked. Uh, overcooked. I mean, again, going back to your idea with teaming up with Domino's, there could be something, say Domino's even having to make an app, they could just partner yeah, with see. Team 17 and be like, yep, here's some things for you. Here's yeah. some expansion for Overcooked. If you use it, if you turn a box into this peripheral for it, you can play, you know, when, when you're cooking your food, you can hold the handle of this as a frying pan and, and toss the oh. food over. I, I used to have a game on the Wii that came in a box, right? Like a like an old school PC game box. And you took mm -hmm. the game out of the box, put the box on your lap, put the Wiimote upside down on the box, and then it was like a little runner game where you had to run and jump over obstacles. So you tapped the box and the yeah. vibration would move the remote. And so the little dude on the screen would run. And it wasn't perfect by any means because to get him to jump, you had to like... Um... <laughs> But like mash the box yeah um but it, it's called let's tap and they did like a jenga game and in, in there as well so mm. you would very softly tap the box to get your little block to come out and things like that and if you tap too hard the whole thing would fall over and the other guy would win and let's tap was kind of in this direction and i can kind of see maybe little things like that coming up that are super simple super cheap to do but mm. work yeah like, I mean, it was shit, 
but it's, it's, it's an idea and it's but, a cool uh, idea and it's yeah it's it. different right different control methods are always cool so yeah this is this is inherently a good thing i'm looking forward to seeing more of it this comes out in april it comes so that's the april. best thing it's the most meme release ever yes because well. it's the 20th of april so it's 420 uh and then it it's 69 dollars right yeah yeah nice nice should we move on yeah, to, we probably should. Um, to more nice things, I think, actually. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind yeah. of cool. I'm, I'm not the biggest Fable fan. Okay, so but... I really enjoyed the original Fable. I really enjoyed Fable 2 until you got to the ending, and I sort of forcefully enjoyed Fable 3. Um, I'm excited to have a Fable that's not made by Lionhead. I'm going to come out and say it. Well, for, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, so hear me out. Lionhead had this really great idea, and then Peter Molyneux held on to it and squeezed it really tight, and it became this weird amalgam of like other games and Fable. And it didn't work because it wasn't purely Fable. Mm -hmm. If another team could look at what made Fable 1 so good and take that and make it into a new Fable, and if they could manage to do it without Peter Molyneux going, It'll be the greatest thing you've ever seen! The world has not gazed upon a creation such as this before! Then I think it probably would do a little better. Because that man is the worst thing for any game. See, I, I'm I'm on the like the fence of like I wish it was I wish it was Lionhead doing it, even though that but no Peter Molyneux. Okay. <laughs> Peter Molyneux is his yeah. own worst enemy. Because whenever like a console comes out or like Sony or PlayStation at all, Sony or PlayStation, that's the same company. Well done me. Uh, mm -hmm. Sony and Microsoft uh, are talking about the specs of like, it can do this, it can do this, and it will, will hug you when you go to sleep. They, they, they oversell their consoles quite a lot. And Peter Molyneux, he takes that. He's been on that marketing too. When, Peter Molyneux when you, takes that. When you feel melancholy, it will cuddle you. Like I'm it pretty sure at one point. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure at one point the PS4 said it would like hold you in the shower if you were having. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that on their marketing team. But Peter Molyneux takes what these companies say to heart, and he thinks that like the Xbox 360 could have launched like a nuclear rocket into space and built a whole space station by itself yeah so he takes that and goes if that's what these like consoles are promising me this is what my game will be able to do <laughs> and then he just spills everything out like yeah we're gonna do it and everyone's like um the xbox 360 can't even run in 1080 so i'm not sure how it's gonna do what you're saying no I, I mean i mean like, the problem is he started with that attitude and then it, it just built into his own sort of thing so i felt i, I all right so here's something that none of you needed to know about me and something that I always hate sharing. Uh, I bought into 22 cans and I helped kickstart Goddess. Because I wanted to be... When they talked about the tournament where you could be the best Goddess player and you were going to be God of Gods for like a year and then people would have to come and challenge you, I was like, yeah, I'm behind that, let's go. Um, the premise is fantastic. But we're never ever going to get that now. That's been canned. That's all gone. Bye. 22 cans is entirely accurate. Um, yeah. did, did you see the story about the kid that... Because they had that bo uh, that box thing at the Yeah, side. well, that that was... Yeah, he was going to be the first god of gods. Yeah. Was it Curiosity it was called? Curiosity, yes. Yeah. 
Well, the kid that won that um, just got shafted as well. Yeah. Like, they took him to like yeah. their studio and showed him around, and then Peter eventually sort of turned up and went, yeah, all right. And then like not much else. And he was supposed to get like a profit share of the game and whatever else. Oh. They just didn't bother him ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't think he's been paid. No. Like what he was meant to get. No, probably not. Yeah. Um, no, it just, it's, it's really sad. But I, I think if a company, and I mean, like, I used to know people, I don't anymore, but I used to know people who worked at, um, uh, blah, 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 my brain's just died, Playground Games. Playground Games. Okay, right. And um, they were a really nice studio, and they understood distilling an experience. When mm -hmm. we talked about Forza Horizon, and I worked at game when Forza Horizon first came out, Forza Horizon 2, and we talked about um, making a game that allowed people the freedom of driving around, but without tying them into any of the um, any of the mechanics that current driving games had. So right. we would have a lot of parents who'd come in and say, well, I buy my kids GTA, even though they're too young, just because they can drive around a city in a car and mm. smash things up. Um, and Forza Horizon was kind of our answer to that. It was a, a more suitable experience for them if they enjoyed driving around. Mm. And they kind of got that. And I think if they can distill Fable down to what made the original Fable good and Fable 2 good until they started to run out of time, mm -hmm. then we're on track for a really great Fable game. But it's whether the team can in fact do that. And I don't know. I have no idea. I, I can only hope. I think it's crucial for... Because we're, we're still in speculation, that is. Yeah, yeah, Even though we, there have it, been some accidental tweets now deleted by the previous like heads of like art directors saying, oh, so that's who's working on Fable 4 now. And it's like, what? And like, oh, shit, delete this, delete this, yeah. delete this. Yeah, it's, it's like nearly confirmed rumour. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. So do you guys know who Lady Albion is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, I think it's crucial that they get her back to be the community manager for Fable mm -hmm. because she put her heart and soul into that and... Did you guys play Fable Legends at all? I know it was cancelled, but there were some people who had to play Oh, uh, no. It was fantastic. I, I was playing it as Alpha. Like, Fable's a very, like, sacred, like, game to me. It's, like, up there with my, my top five favorite franchises. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. And since it was oh. available to anyone outside of the company. Okay, you, you, no, you you're okay. You, you, you had a little hiccup. Back. You kind of went uh, for a second and then came back. Uh, I, can, <laughs> I can blame Sky Internet for that. Mm. Um, it's better than BT, but it's all I can get. Uh, uh, no, right, let's not. Look. Sky and BT are on the same lines, so... Yeah. Sky just have much better for customer service. Yeah. In my opinion. Anyway, Either way. Uh, So I, <laughs> I got to go to the... Um, so they did the, the book release for Fable Legends before it was canned, like the art books. I was there for that. Um, Lady Albion was like making like a fan like interaction video like hey why'd you like the franchise so I was part of that so I got to be part of like the last video that the company ever really made mm. and like she is vital that art team is vital they they just need someone else to go for maybe somebody from the community who's like who loves the games and understands what made them good it was mm. hey don't don't overpromise. Don't oversell. Let's just go back to a classic English RPG. Let's hey, is it is it really a fable game if there's no overpromising? I mean, Fable One didn't overpromise because they had nothing to. Yeah. Yeah. 
go um, for is, is this just you pitching for a job because it's like someone from Pretty the community like, somebody yeah, from the community yeah, should know, like, um should... Pretty much if, if anyone from microsoft is watching right now this, this guy yeah so someone that just happened to be in the last video that was ever done yeah. around fable legends you know who's and... got the signed art book who's even got a fable legends cape like Aww. i've got that to hand you know, you, but anyone at all, but you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm yeah, pessimistic but... just because of how, like, I Fable Free I thought was just an absolute wank basket. Like, I was just near, um, and you know, there's potential and possibility with a new team that they can get away from the mistakes that were made and Absolutely. the kind of dilution of the formula that occurred over time, um, but. I guess I guess time shall tell. Um, I also found them a little bit too short as well. Like I felt like I was just getting into it as it finished. Um, so I'd like to see a slightly. Yeah, I've always felt that. Yeah, there's always been a pacing issue there. But I mean, like a new team, fresh eyes, old law. Yeah. yeah, hopefully, hopefully something can be done there for sure. Um, and let's uh, you know, let's hope you get a a little and bit of a nod to it, maybe. Heart of heart of all hearts. Is if they can somehow combine Scalebound with Fable and just mesh it into one game. I had a really sad because email about. Oh, I had a really sad email about Scalebound like two days ago, where a game were like, "We've cancelled your pre-order for Scalebound because Scalebound is no longer in development. We'd like you to go into a store and pick up your pre-order." And I kind of went. No, if I don't pick it up, it's not over. Right? <laughs> if I don't pick it up... There is rumblings that somebody else is, is picking it up, that Microsoft are getting it away from Platinum and giving it to someone else. Okay, that's interesting, that's interesting. Because okay. they, they renewed the IP until 2020. Okay. After right. it was cancelled. Hmm. Well, it we'll see then. Believe. Believe. Believe in <laughs> Scalebound and Fable. Because they, yeah. they need something to give xbox fans what made xbox great like it was the exclusives that we could get that yep. sold us over a lot of us over playstation it's like well i can play gta on any console but i can only play halo i can only play gears i can only play fable i can only play crackdown yeah on this system. and now that crackdown's not and you know and also like i feel i feel really bad for microsoft slight tangent here no you're fine people sh like the pc master race community shit on consoles because consoles aren't as powerful, can't do X, Y, or Z. And like, I'll only buy a console for exclusive games, and like, at the moment, that's PlayStation. So Xbox is like, all right, any exclusive games that we make for our console, we're going to make play anywhere and put on PC as well, so that we're not segregating our audience. Like, there's crossplay, everyone wins, and everyone's like, NF, fuck Xbox. It's like, oh. Yeah, but to be but, fair, they're, they're trying to help everyone here. Right, if but. Crossplay in such a way that you didn't have to literally take a red hot poker, jam it up your asshole, and whisk it around in the vain hopes that their store worked, then like I'd be totally on board with it. But their their PC store is so hopelessly shit, and their porting as well of their of their Microsoft Studio titles is horrendously bad. Um, yeah. I, I, I I've got a bit. The problem is, I had to jump through a lot of hoops to sort out the Sea of Thieves alpha. Mm -hmm. And I've had to jump through a lot of hoops to sort out getting access to the closed beta. But I'm hoping it's going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. And I think, provided more of these titles come through, then you know, we should be... Yeah. 
that the store needs to actually work. Yeah, that it does. But you know, that's on the Xbox. The Xbox is fine. Everyone just play more Xbox. Yeah, my my big white VCR that sits downstairs that doesn't get touched, unfortunately, anymore. Um, yeah. Anyway, something yeah. that does show a lot of promise, but a lot of people would upset about. Oh, it's Beam Hospital Two Point Hospital. Um, you, so, so I made the mistake of seeing this, tweeting like crazy, and then going, "Hey, Sam, are you excited?" And all I got in response was, "Ow!" It was about three pages of just palm mashing my keyboard. I would say. Did you, did you have to order a new keyboard afterwards? I just, I just broke yeah. this one. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, no, Sega, like two weeks ago, put out a tweet with a little light bulb on it that said, uh, "Coming 2018," and everybody went, "They're rebrought! They're relaunching the Dreamcast!" And we went, "No, they've just signed on Two Point Studios." Like, they're building a new simulation game. And everybody went, THEY'RE MAKING A NEW SONIC! And we went, no, no, they've just signed on Two Point Studios. They're, they're bringing a new simulation game out. They they are making an Flying Knights game again! And we're like, no, no, they've just signed for fuck's sake. Anyway, fast forward two weeks and this week we've had the announcement that uh, Two Point are in fact working on a theme hospital spiritual successory game that is genuinely funny and genuinely good looking and i want it so hard like that's that's my dating profile right there <laughs> i'm not exact this is this is getting a little scary now I'm like, yeah, six, out, six out of ten my dating profile um it's getting a little bit creepy now, Sam. Like we may have to. <laughs> We've got very much similar trade of thoughts right now. Yeah, we may need to spend some time apart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm becoming one. Oh um, my life! But no, this looks great. It looks genuinely funny. Which was the point of the original Theme Hospital? Theme Hospital was never meant to be a very serious um, hospital uh, simulation because that's kind of grim. An actual. Yeah. Hospital simulator is actually a bit dire, right? As a yeah. concept. Oh yeah. How many sanitary towels do we have in stock at this point in time, or whatever else? Like, no. like we can't move X patient up to X ward. She's gonna die in a corridor. Make your choice. Like that's that's <laughs> that's really awful. Um, and as somebody who's you're, had to live through that, like that's. You're, your, your hospital is currently understaffed, but Theresa May needs more budgets for holidays, so you have yeah. to reduce staff by twenty percent. Right. DUP the handout. Yeah. Whereas um, instead we've got lightheadedness, where the guy's head actually turns into a light bulb. And I went, Doctor to Inflation Clinic! Like repeatedly <laughs> shouting at the truck. I'm so excited by this. I really, really am. It's so nice to have a silly simulation game that harks back to that kind of genre. I just. No! Oh, it's I it's gonna it. be a good year for simulation games, because obviously we've got this coming. Mm -hmm. But the Jurassic Park simulator is coming out oh the frontier uh is it frontier yeah. doing it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so this this could be the year that simulators come back and i love I mean, them oh. zoo, zoo, zoo tycoon 2 will be announced at E3. Oh, that'll, that'll, be, that'll, be, that'll be microsoft's big seller my little heart my little heart is going that's the wrong side for it to be my heart but it doesn't matter um <laughs> my heart doesn't sit on that side because i'm not an alien Be, out a nice tune over here <laughs> 
No, I'm. I'm so so excited for Theme Hospital to come back. You have no idea. It needs. It deeply, deeply needs Steam Workshop support. Yes. Mods. To yes. Add your own in there because the Core Six TH mod for Theme Hospital, where people like fans have just made their own campaign, their own editor, their own everything, and yep. loaded it through like this modding tool. And the campaigns that they made were fantastic. They were hugely fun. Yep. To be able to just add that extra lifespan into this new title, I, like I, I would literally, like, I, I will never work again. I will never eat. I will never sleep. Like See, the, 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 it be mad. I'd for, I'd forgotten about modding until I, a couple of days ago. I had to make a mod list for a, a darkest dungeon streamer, uh-huh. and I had to go through his endless amount of mods, search them up on the workshop, and put them into a nice tidy list with a little you know description of what they did. Uh, mm-hmm. And I sat there going, "This is really good. This is." I haven't put darkest dungeon down since. Um, uh, to, to be fair, I've also picked it up vanilla on the Switch, and I haven't put that down since that came out either. So, like, you know. Um, but I totally forgot the mods existed. And then the game reminded me, and I went, oh. And this game that I was done with on PC, I'm now like, but I can get the Plague Doctor to show lag, and I can make it harder, and I can make it winter, and oh. So, yeah, no. New hats! I totally, I totally agree that, you know. We need to mod in all the old diseases. So if there's no slack tongue, uh, like mm. like uh, Steve says, if there's no in in uh, like uh, inflation uh, bloaty head, bloaty. yeah, that needs to all be modded back in. But can you imagine some of the stuff that people will come up with? Uh, on 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 the um the the core six th mod, they added like a few extra diseases in there, but not many. And one of them was pregnancy as a disease. And it was it was just listed as having a parasite removed as, yeah. as, as a form of treatment. Yeah, um, boxer shorts ridden too far up the thigh clinic. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, extraction clinics for the win. I'll take those. Um, and if, if it comes like the the the, the, the fucking uh, was it hair restoration when it came yeah. out? Yeah. Fantastic. So I've got the idea. Do we know if it's coming to Xbox or anything, or is it just going to be on PC? I think it's know? PC for now, but I, I, I imagine yeah. they'll look a bit because further if, than that. If they put it on Xbox and you own Sea of Thieves, you could get bonus like like illnesses, like the Rise of Scurvy DLC. Yes. Where <laughs> you have to go to a pharmacy and the nurse hands yeah. you an orange. <laughs> Here, here's some Sunny D. Yeah. Oh, I'll fuck like, up with diabetes. now i have diabetes back to the gp you go uh no like there could be some really cool interactions here and again it's genuinely funny it's picking up it's riffing off of the old theme hospital where it wasn't serious we you know your your receptionist would say very loudly over the pa hospital administrator is cheating um yeah and, and you it, dialed the code in the fax machine. Yeah, and it was good, and it was wholesome and silly, and even the deaths were kind of funny, and you got awards for, like, I don't know, selling lots of fizzy drinks, and also you got awards for not selling lots of fizzy drinks. Um, whichever one you, you wanted to do, like, it, it was good fun. Um, and that's a, like, this is a, this is a thing that I want. I want to invent my own diseases. Um, like six out of ten, invent your own disease. Ten, ten out yes. of ten game. Like absolutely. And and the thing is, like all, all, all I want from this is for it to be as functional 
as Theme Hospital. The rest of it, I almost don't care. I just want it to work. Yeah. Because I've played a couple of other Theme Hospital alikes um, over the past few years, and they're wank. Yeah. Like, they just don't work properly. They're not balanced. They just don't play fun at all. I just want to be able to build stupid rooms for stupid patients that make me a profit, maybe, and then someone says something slightly quirky over the tannoy. And maybe the Grim Reaper will come occasionally and send people to hell. That's all I want. Please have your that. credit cards ready. <laughs> no vomiting in the corridors. If you could please die quietly, please. If you could please die quietly. Yeah, I mean, no, we're, it's... we're pretty much just voicing the game here and now. Like, right. <laughs> we're taking care of Sega's job for them. We, we, can drive, <laughs> we can just drive up to Richmond after this with, like... The, with this on like USB, so like, here's, here's all the VO Hello. done. Hello, yeah, here's, here's all the VO done. I'll be a female receptionist, and Sam will be a male receptionist. It'll be wonderful. No, no, no word of a lie, I've actually applied for a PR role at Sega because I was just like, right, that's it, I'm done. They've got a job up. <laughs> I am going to take over this game, and I'm going to push it to the fucking moon. Oh. That's, that's where but, I'm at. No, I'm really excited for this. And again, look. Ooh. No, we've, we've got some really, really cool games coming out this year. And with this being so cool, because this is a 2018 release, we think. Mm -hmm. uh, autumn, I believe. So basically, I get Theme Hospital for my birthday, and that could not make me a happier little thing. Like, at a, right? Right? Yes. So good. I'm excited. I'm super excited for this. Um, to the point where, again, the same as the cardboard announcement, I sat there in bed, looked at the tweet, and went, uh, and tweeted everybody I knew about how excited I was. It's yeah. So it's been a week of just palm mashing keyboards, doesn't it? Really, yeah. in, in excitement. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And this next one actually qualifies too, right? Oh, so AGDQ, like it's it's a weird one. So AGDQ this year was more um, sanitized than previous years as they've quite it's kind of been a trend they've become sort of more family friendly less kind of risky with a lot of stuff that they do um, and I do a have a counterpoint that. to that hmm? mm. I do have a counterpoint to that in a second no, no fair enough um, you know they, they had the chat in sub only mode which helped because people were subbing and therefore money was going to the charity and there was less kind of toxic shit in the chat um so that was kind of good but equally it was a little bad you know like there's that's just kind of a whichever way you want to look at it but they broke records again uh they, they raised the highest amount that they've ever raised once more uh two point well well over 2.2 .2 million uh raised for frank cancer foundation um but there was some like amazingly Amazingly good runs. Did mm -hmm. you guys Bloodborne run? Mm-hmm. I did. Oh. I'm still watching my first ever playthrough of Bloodborne, so I had to like not see that. I didn't yeah, I got you. Yeah, go back yep. to it when you can. Go back to it. It was phenomenally good. The the, the dude that ran it uh, was it Jesus his toast, I believe his name. Mm-hmm. It, it is on Twitch. Um, you could see the the passion that he had for the game. And and just like he literally every step that he took, he, he had something to say about it, and like he, he knew exactly where he should be. And it, it was just like an absolute masterclass. Um, amazingly good. What what runs did you guys catch? Did you catch many of them? Resi Seven. So uh, oh. Carson did uh, Resi Seven, 
And I have a special place in my heart for Resi 7. I really love it as a video game. And to watch him play that, it's like always so, so good. Punchy um, was on the couch for that, and I, I fucking love that dude. He's brilliant. He talks a million miles per second, has incredibly in-depth knowledge, and just a splash of ego with yeah. what he said in a really funny and charming way that just really gets me. Yeah. Makes me um, so happy. Yeah, did he you watch any me of, uh, He reminds me a lot of Mickey from uh, Dallas Field, the Overwatch player, mm -hmm. in that regard of how mm -hmm. it's just a little bit of arrogance, just very excited and speaks very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Obviously not yeah. Korean, though. <laughs> can't can't have it all. Slight, slight difference there. Yeah, can't yeah. can't have it all. Um, but no, did you watch any runs this year? I I missed it all. Oh, I, I, was, I was occupied with work and planning other things. Mm-hmm. Now some of the <laughs> yeah, some of the runs are well well worth watching this year. Um, I managed to watch the Zelda race. Um, oh, the um the randomizer race, links to the past. Now two, no 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 no, uh, original Zelda. Oh, original Zelda. Right. Um, two of them died, and so it was like, at one point it was frame by frame, because the guy who died earlier in the run was catching up, and mm -hmm. then the second guy died later on, and the two of them were so close, and getting closer and closer and closer and closer. Mm -hmm. um, I love racing like that. I mm -hmm. absolutely love racing like that, it's super good. Uh, I watched a bit of uh, Bashi as well, mm -hmm. and... Um, uh, Boshi, Boshi runs always make me kind of like question whether I should be allowed to ever talk about gaming ever, because clearly I'm never ever gonna be like that good. <laughs> that, that, um, like, just, uh, yeah. just up here, so and the guy's like, yeah, and you can just jump this way and blah blah blah. We're gonna go for a hundred percent here, so we're gonna go grab this and then we're gonna shortcut back to here. And, Oop, that bit was a bit difficult, and I'm like, no, that bit took me twenty hours to do, not. Oop, that was a bit difficult. No, no, yeah. that took me 20 hours. Get out of here. But no, uh, with things like that, they're always so uh, they're always so passionate about their games, and I feel like that really showed this year. Oh, yeah. I, th I think at one point he went, and he's coming up his uh, frame perfect jump. Up oh, there it goes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he kept saying that. He's like, oh no, here's some uh, here's some frame perfects. Uh, here's some here's some frame perfect sections here. Uh, so I'm just gonna be quiet while I do them. There we go. All done. <laughs> what? I wanted what? to read the screen and punch him for being that good at games. It but you couldn't seem... because he was so like, yeah, these are old memes, but some of these are still really funny. <laughs> and he was like, oh. <laughs> that was super good. Uh, but yeah, no, like, I, I always like that. Um, I always end up, every time there's a, a speedrunning event, I always end up going back and watching a Brothers of Tale of Two Sons run from like a year or two years ago because uh, I love that game endlessly. The dude from uh, Power Off Audio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and he, really he really likes the story, so he tries to explain the story as he goes through, even though mm -hmm. he's like walking over massive sections of it because that game gets broken to hell and back. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, it's good. It's good to watch. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Wembley's asking about massive cringe moments this year. There wasn't all that much this year. Not not compared to like, I wish you'd just be quiet. <laughs> yeah, I'd really prefer it if you'd be quiet. I, I, I really prefer uh, it if you'd be quiet. It's like, oh. Well, I, I feel like GDQ as an event has kind of, it, it knows. It, it knows that there, there there's cringe linked to it. Like, you know, people that they're quite socially awkward in general. Um, you know, there's lots of people within the community that 
or, or live alternative lifestyles, be it that they're trans or uh, there's a hell of a lot of trans runners that were there this year. And to be to be perfectly honest, holy shit! Like I don't I don't mean to be like really uh, crude about it. I actually can't think of any other better phrase for like the balls to actually do that. And like that sounds horrible. I can't think of a better phrase. And I'm the worst person in the world. But like to be able to sit up there in front of like over a hundred thousand fucking people and not only be playing a game incredibly difficultly and incredibly well and inc- incredibly specifically in front of all those people but to like be yourself and to be like known that you're probably getting fucking slated for it and to like you, you know like because some some of the, the the trans runners there weren't particularly uh didn't, didn't particularly pass very well and i don't mean that as like a a, a negative comment against them at all but like they must have some sort of awareness of that mm-hmm. and sort of bravery to to just like if it were me i'd be like fuck it i'm putting a t-shirt and jeans on but to to still kind of represent who they are in front of a crowd so large and especially like, a crowd known to yeah, to be so toxic with yes, it absolutely and um, because bravery. there's no there's no getting away from it uh gdq events are always super toxic sorry suddenly there was a noise outside my door and i kind of went um <laughs> it was steve um no to to um gdq events are awful for that for that sort of toxicity they always have been that's all it is it's just they're huge events at this stage um you know we, we see the same with with tournaments and things they are awful but to see um yeah. There has been some very bad stuff happen at Overwatch mm. League this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but to see GDQ not shying away from uh, embracing trans runners. Yeah. Because they, they haven't gone, okay, well, everybody, everybody, like, kicks off every time we put a we put a trans runner on, so let's not do that anymore. Instead of doing that, they've gone, all right, well, we don't care. These runners are going to go up and they're going to be the beacons of, of the speedrunning community. Yeah. Accept it. We're not mm-hmm. changing that, and that's really good to see. Yeah. Like and really, it, really it's, good to it's, see. It's literally well, they're the best people that submitted for this particular category. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. We think <laughs> we think these were the best people to represent this game. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's fucking cool. How bad has Overwatch League been? Because um, I haven't managed uh, to catch much of it. So I've been watching pretty much every match because um, Overwatch is my drug of choice right now. Mhm. It's that an incident that basically keep me alive. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, so Houston Outlaws played Dallas Fuel a couple of nights ago, and Houston Outlaws just decimated Fuel, which was kind of an upset. And Fuel, who used to be the best team in the world, haven't even won a match yet, so kind of embarrassing for them. Uh, but there's Momo, who is a big... Uh, I'm not sure if he's gay. I think he is, but he's a big like beacon of hope in the lesbian gay bisexual community he's a very big supporter of everyone's like rights mm-hmm. like the nicest guy in the world uh and XQ- xqc who didn't play in that match he plays a fuel uh after uh, was streaming afterwards and there was like a little bit of beef on drama and on stream xqc said oh why don't you go suck a dick i know you would like that uh, and so he's now been suspended by the league mm-hmm. and his team for one game so he wasn't allowed to play last night, but Dallas Fuel has suspended him for this entire first period of matches. So he right. won't be playing again professionally until I think the next rounds are like end of Feb, March time. Mm-hmm. But like, thankfully, SQC and Mumo have like 
made made up and that's all like it's he knows he fucked up right and made a mistake but it's just a bit like come on dude like you're like one of support like you're the more, more famous like overwatch players like everyone in the overwatch scene knows your name you should really think about that and so i'm glad that dallas fuel stepped in and have taken him away from being on the spotlight and hopefully people are like oh he's only 22 he should like, he'll learn like oh yeah but you should know better by yeah, then you should know better by 22 like yeah. especially the community you're in like so it'd be interesting to see where they go yeah with him if he like he might even end up getting dropped like completely by dallas fuel yeah but that's been the only negative right that, and that and Philadelphia were 2-0 up and we blew a 2-0 lead and lost 3-2. Oh, grim. That Sorry. just hurts me. That just oh. hurts my pride more than anything. <laughs> yeah, but no, I feel like GDQ, uh, AGDQ this year handled it particularly well with um, sub-only mode. Um, mm-hmm. They did much better with their, their runners and their, their, their couches this time around. Um, the tech was really good this year as well. Like, they're yeah. incredibly complex, and like, I get that. Like, it's, it's a super complex setup, but like, previous years have been like super disastrous in places. Mm-hmm. But the number of like technical issues that cropped up this year were like minimal. minimal. Yeah. Absolutely minimal. Couple of like microphone problems here and there, and that was it. And that's baffling. Yep. But no, absolutely, absolutely congratulations to them because they did. They've raised so much money. Um mm-hmm. and I now need I need I now need SGDQ like to be around the corner because we got ESA coming up, I wanna say uh, early March? Oh, I good. Think... My, my television downstairs doesn't feel the same unless I have some form of speedrun on in the background. <laughs> uh, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure where they've got it. I think it's over in like Sweden or something. Mm. But yeah, like, they normally do it alongside another event. Like they, I think they've done it at an insomnia or something before. Like they, they hold, they just have like a little boofy part in the corner or something. So, mm. okay. Uh, well, we'll have to keep an eye out then for sure. Uh, but I yeah. Think... Speaking of, I hope Insomnia soon gets a whole restructuring and... Well, they re- should do, because Multiplayer have, have um, fragmented again. Yeah, I'm okay so with that. It was, it's oh, a, everyone's okay with that. The Insomnia events where I got that mess. And they have become so, yeah. They used to be wonderful, right? I never got to see the wonderfulness. Oh, no. Um, I think it was like I-57 I went to, and like, I'm probably never going to go to this event again. No, I-52? Um, was probably like my favorite. I forty seven was fucking wonderful. Um, the merger with game has trashed that event. It now doesn't know whether it's on its head or its ass. It absolutely mm. doesn't. Um, and I, 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 I kind of hate to to put the blame on the game merger and multiplayer getting bigger, but since they left, um, uh, since they left Telford and since they they put that merger in place. They, they genuinely don't know whether they're on their head or their backside. Absolutely, they do not. Um, and I really hope the event either recovers or we get a new uh, LAN event that is worth attending in the UK. Because at the moment, it's not. It's only half a LAN event and it's half of a, a show floor event. And it's yeah, not like, doing a terribly good at... Uh, uh, it's not doing terribly well at either. I went under the impression that it was a convention and the LAN was like tacked on. No. It used to just be a LAN with like three booths. You would get like an MSI shirt and you'd get a convention shirt and then you'd go back to your computer and you'd just play until you like couldn't play anymore, right? Mm. And then they opened it up so that they had a couple of indie booths and they had a couple more sort of big brand booths and that was great because you'd buy a computer part, you'd jam it in your computer and then you'd play for the rest of the weekend, like good, all sorted. 
Um, they ran a Minecraft con one year, and that was pretty good. I worked that one um, alongside the Yogscast. Um, I say alongside. I sold tickets. In that lot. Snake Doctor there? Mm, I don't remember, so... Uh, but uh, that that one, I, I gave out tickets and things because they used to do a thing where if you worked, if you volunteered, they would take money off your ticket and that was the only way I could afford to go. So I had to deal with all the angry parents where my child wants to see the Yogs people. Where are the Yogs people? Um, which was a... <laughs> like a yogurt. Uh, but no... them in the rice booth, like, it's right over there. <sighs> but no, it, it's... Um, it, we need something in the UK. Um, we do. To kind of come back right. up against that and it's not right okay, now it's I, not insomnia we've been spoiled by us events and like they just do it so much better like mm -hmm. yep. my first experience of gaming convention was over in the us it wasn't even here so when i went to insomnia for the first time i'm like okay yeah. so where's the convention when's yeah. when, when's the fun starting that being said i always think that egx and egx rised especially rised are really nice events i need um, to go to that this year so Most i'm a yeah, they're very small, but like Resd especially is a really nice way of um, getting to feel the UK indie scene. The mm -hmm. UK indie scene is very warm and it's very welcoming. Um, and Resd is kind of a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling as you see people uh, in their indie booths talking to people and hugging people and walking around and seeing each other's games and everybody's always so happy for you to go and speak to them about their video game it's it's like you know when you do the game tour at pax yeah yeah in the indie section it's like that but on a slightly bigger warmer more british scale it's nice mm -hmm. and it's small sure but it's friendly and it's nice um, it's london right yes tobacco duck yeah. And then EGX up in Birmingham, again, it's about the same size as an Insomnia event, but it's not trying to be a LAN at the same time, it's not trying to split its attention. So it does a vaguely good job at being a smaller, but more focused convention with a good AAA indie split. It's, it, it's suffered a little bit over the last couple of years, but it is pulling it back. It it's is pulling like, it back. There's never enough in it. Like, no. It just, it just feels very empty in there. And like instead of having like eight different booths, there's like two booths smeared over the same sort of size space, and they've just got like excessively large shite cluttering around their booth. Instead, but it's of... a bit of a spectacle, and that's kind of nice, I think, as well. It's not, no, it's not even spectacles. It's like, oh, we're going to put this sofa in the middle of nowhere at an angle because we've got some spare space not that bad but it has suffered over the last couple of years a bit i feel like egx is climbing back out of the hole that it's in just slowly well, i so mean they suffered like... because they were forced out of london uh effectively yeah pretty much so i can see how they've had a bit of a wobble um but it's just it's stupid little things like they always used to put carpet down because the floor was uneven because it's a concrete floor and it's used for like multi-purpose stuff and they don't do that anymore which to be fair it is super expensive but at the same time you nearly break your ankle in a pothole mm. so like there's, there's a bit of a kind of you know yeah kind of irk me i guess i'm a grumpy old man i don't know i feel like uh, as a fan of the indie scene in the uk it's nice and it's warm and it's welcoming and then you oh, go that's... look at the triple a boots and you go oh that's nice and you turn around and go back to the indie section and hug people and like well, have we cuddles. Dissidia. We did uh, play Dissidia, uh, yes. Uh, uh, Ejects this last year and won a lovely medal. Which I feel we should talk a little bit about, actually. 
Segway, 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 segway. Segway, 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 Oh, Is hang on. Empty? You've forgotten one on here. You forgot my one. What one? What one? Sea of Thieves. Sea of, Thie sea of Thieves what? is the 25th. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going about ones that are already open. Oh, I guess. Like, all of these ones have already been up over the past however long. Uh, but, like, obviously, see, we can talk about that on the next podcast. Shh. Um, sorry. <laughs> you could even get Daily to come on as a special guest. I mean, we should try because I love Daily a lot. Totally should, yeah. Anyway, podcast. I'm getting um, I'm getting too used to doing the ASMR thing. Yeah. I'm getting so, um, I'm getting too used over to this past little bit. Uh the City NT Final Fantasy. Dragon Ball Z Fighters is this is this is Zuzel. Yep. Uh Italian nineteen forty four, which yep. went up Which is doing really well and it's yeah. gonna open up again in the next couple of couple of days. But, um yeah, it's been doing really, really well. Maybe it's open up now at about six yeah. PM time. Um just tweeted. Yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Survive, which, which I, I haven't I, I seen, know, but I know that it exists. Mm. That, that's uh, my knowledge of Metal Gear Survive. It, it's a thing that exists. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's literally all I know about it. It's a multiplayer Metal Gear game, and I don't know what to think about it. Um, and, and Monster, Monster Hunter. Um, if any, have we had a chance to play or look at or ruminate upon? Maybe. I've, I've looked at them all. I have codes for most of them, but I give the codes to other people. And so, like, one of the agreements that we have with most developers is that if we get a code, we'll cover it on the OSD like Twitch channel as a way of working together. And so I then normally give it to other people to cover. So I'm like, yeah, I've got it. And then it's gone. So I but see I'm a lot of beta codes and I get <laughs> access to it, but I never get to play them. Aww. Okay, look at these bloody press kits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I've been playing Dissidia. I actually got to go up to the Square Enix office uh, to play some Dissidia. Um, Dissidia is so good! Did, did you hug Cat while she was there? I did, yes. yes good. I did. Uh, and Rhea, because I love Rhea to death. Um, and Dan, because I love Dan to death. Uh, it's a great team. Yeah, it's a really great team up there. Um, no, I, I absolutely adore Dissidia. Now, considering I'm not a fighting game fan in any way, shape, or form, and I'm not very good at them, I love Dissidia. The environments are gorgeous. The characters are gorgeous. Um, the movesets are intuitive. The controls are just so fluid. Mm -hmm. I really love it. I really love it. And you can play as Tidus. And you can play as Jet. So that's it. I'm good. Is that who you play as? Forevermore. Yeah. I'm, I'm an Assassin's kind of girl. Um, so okay. a little bit of lightning as well. I quite like, lightning. I quite, yeah, I, I tend to play my two fast bays, and that's lightning, because cause lightning is, hmm, she's fast bay, and then Tidus is, is fast boy. Uh, mm -hmm. I have an in interesting uh, background with, with lightning from Final mm -hmm. Fantasy. When, um, when I was working at Jinx, and we interviewed the developers for Final Fantasy like New Returns 2, it was all in, in Japanese, and we we had only had the script of the mm -hmm. uh, translation, but we had no one actually translating it. So guess who had to do the official voiceover for all of that? This guy. Yeah. This guy had to do that. So it's the oh, weirdest I mean, thing watching Japanese people and my voice come out. 
over oh, yeah. lightning. Mm-hmm. Lightning's well good, and I do like her. <laughs> and we're designed to make her have nice air and a flippy sword. Is that? That's yes. pretty. That's if you seen the script, then that's pretty yeah, much that, what yeah. I said. It was, it, was a, it was a leak. Yeah. Can I? Uh, <laughs> I point out there's been some breaking news since we've gone live. Oh. In terms of, it's in the beta realm, so it's kind of perfect. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do, you, do you guys remember PT, the game that scared everyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. So yes. Silent Hill PT's that trailer has now officially been remade by a fan, so you can actually play it again on PC. Oh shit! Oh, that's really cool! Ah, okay, hang on. B- BRB while I write a million DMs to people that I want to play it on cast. Uh, I will, uh, I'll I'll DM you the links. Thank you! Going live to our... <laughs> are, we, are we doing doing this again? Uh-huh. Oh, no, that's really fucking cool! Now you sent Wembley into a spiral of hatred. So if you dare mention Konami to him, he goes off on Fuck a 20 minute vitriolic. <sighs> vitriolic spewing hate. I mean, like, I get it. I get it. But no, uh, Monster Hunter looks really. But no, Monster Hunter World looks really good. Like, mm-hmm. really good. I am well into that because they've brought back some of my favorites, but also they're expanding on some of the weapon sets that I really like. So that's good news. And it's so beautiful. Um, I'm hoping to play that soon, soon. It looks like a good jumping in place for people who have never played Monster Hunter yes. as well. Monster Hunter can be super, like, intimidating, I think. Um, I don't it used to be turn-based. No. No? All, all live running around. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it's it's fast action, and if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you, you get killed. And you've let it's, your team down. It's a little Dark Soulsy, I would say. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you if you can't learn to read patterns, yeah, you you screwed. Can't read, so this is going to be awkward. Oh. <laughs> That's a really nice jumper, but why you chose one that reads twat? I have no idea. Like, I... <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I played an early Monster Hunter game. I don't remember what one it was, and I played it for an hour, and I was just like, "Fuck this shit! It's no fun." Okay, Monster Hunter World is going to be fun because it will bring you into it a little bit slower, but you know you'll be able to play alongside people and. Um... Little cat friends are cute. Oh yeah, they're really good. They're really really good. The little cat friends are great. Um, on the 3DS game that we had recently, uh, you can dress them up as Mario and Luigi, and so you can have Mario and Luigi cats uh, run around with mallets after you and and bonk things for you, and it's great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten out of ten bonking cats. So where would you recommend playing Monster Hunter World? Is it a console game? Is it a PC game? Um, where are you going to be? So it, fe- it feels very odd to say that it's on PC. Monster Hunter on PC feels very strange. Um, I would always default to the PS4. Um, but-, but the lobbies are like these really weird... It's, it's the, the traditional Japanese room code mechanism. Where you, hu- where you hunt for a room. And for that reason only, I would almost say use PC. Mm-hmm. Because fuck twiddling about with a controller to enter all of that shit. Because they're like 12, 16... No, you, you can, you can, you can look for rooms and stuff. It's, 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 not as, it's not as complex as you're making it out to be. If, if you want to join your friend... Oh yeah, then you have to, you have to actively you have search to for the right 12 thing. 12 or 16 character string of like... And it's upper and lower case and that matters... 
So there's no like just join friend function on the PlayStation or. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what what uh, it's going to be like on release. Um, but uh, honestly, I'd say at the moment try it on PC. Uh, most of us are PC gamers. You'll feel comfortable enough um, trying it on PC. It's going to be strange to have a Monster Hunter game on PC, but I'm kind of excited for that because you're going to bring. This is going to bring so many new Monster Hunter fans like oh, yeah. to the table. I'm I'm really excited for it. So yeah, like my PC should be fine, but otherwise default back to your PS4 because. A console like that is is where Monster Hunter's always been, and it's going to feel kind of you know normal. Um, um, Dra- yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters memes. That's not um, really my kind of bag, so it's not mine either. But as far as those games go, it's probably the better, the sort of the best or one of the better ones that have come out recently. Like it works, and like it, it's actually got controls that are good. Uh, rather than just kind of having to just slam various buttons in the vain hopes that it works, um, which like there was a Zen- was it Dragon Dragon Ball Xenoverse was it the previous Xenoverse, yeah they were just piss honestly um, so you know at least it, it's got that going for it uh, Battalion 1944 from what I can tell is a pretty cool little shooter um, not not really my thing I don't really care to be parading around trying to play what is effectively an old COD game but um <laughs> but it it does seem to be a capable little shooter and it's nice it's coming from like a smaller studio uh that probably cares a bit more about the gameplay than the microtransactions uh so and the gameplay looks solid from what i've seen mm, it, absolutely it, it, it very smooth <laughs> um so yeah i kind of dig it wouldn't necessarily play it myself but you know metal gear survive isn't really a metal gear game so stop lying go away um, if it was metal, if it was metal slug survive, I'd be all over it. Right, but Metal Gear is a little bit. Uh... Look, it's not, it's not Metal Gear Revengeance, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm not. Sure. Uh, yeah. Metal Gear Revengeance Two. That's bring me that, then I might, then I might consider it. Already. So yeah. another new it. thing. That's that's. Uh, I I know I know. Uh, Obi, you're going to be excited for this one, right? <laughs> Have you heard yeah. this story by Perchance? So I feel like I feel like Obi should tell us about this one because you're our, our resident Overwatch fan for this one. I hear some. Oh 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 oh! Are we finding the Nendroids? Oh yes. Kind of, kind of a fan. So I hear, I hear Overwatch is uh, a bit of a roller coaster right now. Oh, love the pun. Hey! Tell us, tell us about about uh, uh, Blizzard World because, like, Blizzard World might be the best thing that we will ever experience in video games. Not to oversell it in this bold claim. Very, very bold claim. (laughs) Um, I honestly feel like Overwatch has been the most addictive game I've experienced since like Counter Strike 1.6 came out. Like for me, I just I can't play another video game, and so it's been on the PTR like the public test round for a while. But I've I've avoided going there just because I want the non-broken version of it. I want the fresh. Mm-hmm. And so they officially announced that Blizzard World is coming out in a patch next week on Tuesday. And so every day since they've been doing like more teasers of what's coming of like new emotes, new sprays, new skins. Like as we've been streaming, they've just announced the new Lucio skin, which is very convenient for me because Lucio is my boy, along with Zenyatta. I'd love that disco ball life. 
But um, we now have uh, Blizzard World, the new map coming out on Tuesday, which is a theme park based around all of Blizzard's other games, as well as it's got like the Overworld section, the Overworld, Overwatch section, the Hearthstone section, the Warcraft, Starcraft. Like somebody's gone through and done all like Easter egg counts of like every little detail. There's like there's like a hundred and twenty ready that's been found and that wasn't even in the final version. Yeah. Like everything in this new map is oh. and like so... this is like the first Blizzard game I've ever really played. I've played twenty minutes on World of Warcraft and like I watch it. I watch it I didn't have a PC. I'd never had a PC. But do you remember that those old grey towers that we used to have in like the early nineties? That was the only PC I I don't have to remember one, there's one like <laughs> This is what the stream is actually called. <laughs> like I would used to play Counter-Strike 1.6 on it and mm -hmm. my game would freeze and it wouldn't be the game freezing it would be my computer just like about to break I used to have to punch it for it then the game would like continue playing that's so bad and my computer broke when I punched it once too hard and it fell off my desk it's like and it's dead so like I missed out on the World of Warcraft I'm now they've got World of Warcraft 7.5.6. whatever uh 7.3.5 thank you like I might jump in now but I might save that before I actually have a PC that I can run it. Because I run everything off like gaming-wise, PC. I do it on my laptop. Mm -hmm. My laptop is fantastic and lovely. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it would get burnt out trying to run an MMO on it. Right. For 12, 14 hours straight. Yeah. No, they, they, <laughs> uh, the 7.3.5 patch is really interesting because we're, we're moving on with the story. But also, uh, they've changed the way that leveling works. So that you can actually play out a story now without over-leveling it. So you can play a story arc from start to finish without having to either abandon it halfway through to get good XP or having no XP for the second half. So that's going to be great. But Blizzard World is such an interesting concept for a map. And Does it... Like, do, do you know, like... Because obviously you must have been listening to player feedback about whether it works or not. Like, do people feel it works? Because this is going to be a really hard thing to get right, I think. Because there's so much in this map. People, people are worried it's too open is the only mm. um, like the only worry or concern that I've seen so far but to me that's good because a lot of the like control points that like, you have to capture you only have like one or two ways in and like the defending team can just set up and like the mm. only way you're going to lose is if the player just outskills you because you can just let you like block it up with turrets or whatever shields and just smash through but because this is slightly more open and Ed, like you'll be able to get around to the point to get the cart to move it along easier, I would imagine. So I think it's going to add a whole new skill level to the game that we're not really seeing too much right now. Mm -hmm. And like what I love about professional play and in myself when I play is like I'm never going to be the most skillful player in the world. I'm not going to be like Mr. Dominant. I've not died and I've dropped a thousand kills in one game. I like to do the tactical side of things. And like, I like to see it as chess, which is kind of why I love American football, because American football to me is just a big game of chess. Right. Uh, even though I suck at chess, it's a bad example. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to open up a lot more tactics to the map. And also, I think it's going to be great is people are going to be like running around the map doing what? But they're going to get distracted by an Easter egg. They're like, ooh, what, this, what does this shark represent? And then it's going to get killed. They're like, oh, whoops, yeah, I, was, I wasn't paying attention. I'm now. sorry. I was just exploring the map, damn it. Yeah, do, do you mind? This is. Yeah. I, I know we're in competitive, but like. But, you know. I know ranks and all count, but uh, this this was talking. But, at but me. have you seen this shark? Like, excuse you. Fuck your payload. Right? <laughs> shark spin around if you hit it properly. Mm. I can't wait. Right. Uh, there, there's been some amazing tweets though about it. Um, 
obviously like one of my favorite things is to look at big tweets and look what the general public say because there's always like some like interesting points but also some like you probably shouldn't be allowed twitter if you're asking this sort of question right. so it's like yeah, the tweet was like well i can't remember what the date was it was like on x y january whatever tuesday is and overwatch welcomes you to blizzard world and the like the very first reply was so when's it coming out it's literally the first thing that's like, look, look, see this tweet that you're replying to? Read it, and you've got the date. But the amount of people think are like, one of my uh, overwhelming replies was like, if this was an actual theme park, it would be the best theme park in the world. Like, mm. everywhere to it. So I'm kind of hoping Blizzard are going, well, we've just got 90 million from Twitch, because if you guys don't know, that's how much Twitch paid yeah. Blizzard to, to host, host the, the Overwatch League, yeah? Yeah, for the first yeah. two seasons, 90 million. Jesus Christ. Like, should we, buy, should we build a theme park with that money? Like, mm. we do seem that... to be printing money. Yeah. What to do with all this money? Should we build houses from the money? Because, like, imagine, like, because they're uh, they've got BlizzCon in Anaheim every year, like mm-hmm. near Disney World. If they opened up another theme park in that area, like, and tied it to BlizzCon as well. Yeah. Just do it, Blizzard, please. Yeah. Make our dreams come true. You're already good to us, Jeff. Just leave Mercy alone. She's okay. Stop, stop but, but she's not right. She's not right yet. She hasn't got right yet. We have to keep prodding her. And we have to keep changing her. Clip her wings, give her wings, clip her wings, give her wings. Like, uh, we can't decide. I wish. I'm just waiting for him to nerf, uh, sorry, to buff Zenyatta, because boy, does he need it. Mm. He can't do anything when he oops, he's just stuck there. <laughs> like, let him th- uh, just let him throw his orbs so he can heal and uh, so he can damage as well as heal. He's the only mm. healer that can't attack when he's ulting, which upsets me. Especially yeah. considering how powerful Moira's always, which is disgustingly powerful for a support. But Moira is wonderful design, though. She's so beautiful. Oh, she, she's so beautiful. Yeah. And like, I love that we knew she was there and nobody thought to see who it was. Because like, her character was in uh, the Halloween comics. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought it was just somebody else dressed up. And it's like, oh no, that's just Moira. You no, know, that's, just, that's just Moira. Hi. We, sh- we showed you her three months ago and no one no one bothered to look. They're like, oh yeah, we're kind of dumb. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Super yeah, super so, well, not only brings a new map, it brings tons of new uh, legendary outfits, like costumes, skins, mm-hmm. as well as like not even legendaries, there's like purples and blues as well. Thousand new emotes and sprays, and I'll be collecting them all. Uh, like as that, since we've been talking, Lucio's just got his new legendary skin debuted, and he looks amazing. It's very uh, Brazilian, very capoeira esque. So I'll be there. Like, all right, how many loot boxes do I need? Does it take my money? So, uh, um, as a fan then of, because I think it's kind of safe to say you are a, a fan, right? That's the safe. I'm allowed to say yeah. that. So over what? A little bit. So what? Now that we've got Blizzard World, um, and now that we've got all your new skins, all your new, you know, blah blah blah, what is it that you would like next? Where where is it that you would like, um, uh, Blizzard to take Overwatch next? Although I feel like I have lost you to coat demons or whatever. Oh, <gasps> you have a gun, you mean? Yeah, I was trying to get her to sit on my pocket. Or him, I don't know, male or female, but he was stuck on my chair and wouldn't come off. Oh, so, it's all good. 
just to prove my Overwatch love. Uh huh. Yes. So yeah, what what would you like? What would you like next? Are you looking for more characters? Are you looking for better balancing? Are you looking so, for more maps? What what is it that what you think um, Blizzard should be bringing to or thinking about bringing to Overwatch next? So there's quite a few imbalances for me. Uh, we've already been, we've already been hit like Hero 27 is already being played by staff and is going to be quote unquote meta changing according to Jeff Kaplan. Mm-hmm. So like we know Hero 27 is coming. I hope it's a character called Liao who is a founding member of Overwatch who has only ever been like appeared in hushed rumors and like we think we've seen a photo of him but we don't know if it is him. So it's like I I want him because like I need him in my life. <laughs> but and Jeff says we already know who Hero 27 is so it's like oh, it must be something that's new and like in the trailer the very like launch trailer that they debuted they talked about Fusion Air and Soundquake as two heroes that we don't know anything about mm-hmm. so like I'm hoping maybe it's one of those three but, but um, definitely want to see the new hero we've got the New Year Chinese New Year event coming in February I think or maybe <laughs> the last weekend of January I can't remember when it starts so again, there'll be even more skins, even more sprays and everything that come with that. But there is a lot of balance issues, in my opinion. Um, I feel Symmetra needs another complete rework. Even though people don't use her competitively, like publicly, she's just so frustrating. The fact that you don't need to aim with her, you just hold it down her death beam. Most characters can't escape it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, a speed issue. like. As again, if I'm getting, if I'm Lucio and I'm speed boosting away from Symmetra, she can full click me before I can get away. I'm like, she's wearing high heels. I'm speed boosting away in rollerblades. How is she keeping up with me? I don't, I don't think, I don't think you realize. Just so I used to work in a set of wedges that were like the size of my face, and I used to carry five Xbox Ones down, up and down the stairs in those giant shoes. You can be fast in heels if you try, like. Did, yeah. when, when you were doing so, were you were you shouting speed boost? Like, is that how? That's how, she, <laughs> no, that's how no, the hills work. Not quite. Yeah. Not not quite. But no, I I, I, I I take that on board. Like, yeah, Sumatra is um frustrating for sure. And um, because I'm a support main, as you might have guessed with my love for Lucio. Oh really? Oh really? Imagine that. I feel like both those characters could do with some more like either health or protection because they can get one hit far too easily especially by characters that don't require skill like doomfist like doomfist can sit in a corner hold down right click and you will pass and even if he doesn't hit you you're going to die anyway because doomfist's hit registration against you is ridiculous like i've been pinned to get i've been literally been so say this was the payload i'm here doomfist is here he's hit me the, the car and i died i'm like but the car was in the way. But it's like, yeah. now it's doing this, it's fine, he hit you. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. unfortunately. Because I get like there's counters for every character that you need for balancing. But I feel like counter re- requires more than just pressing one button. Yeah. Right. So if they could just get Doomfist uh, out of the game, it'd be great. Not, not, a, do, not a fan. Yeah, Doomfist is better if they just delete them from the game. De- delete this. Yeah. 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 Me, okay. Fair. So yeah, as as a as a Blizzard fan, because obviously like I play WoW, I play Hearthstone, I play a little bit of Hots. Like, I'm kind of excited to see whether they could take that theme park idea fit further, like a little bit maybe. I oh, want, please, please, please. When you play it in the map, are you going to be playing it like this? 
Yeah. I'm actually playing the game on my feet and so I'm just, just screaming doing this yeah. the entire time. Amazing, amazing, Why amazing, amazing. So every uh, every podcast, um, we usually pick a game each, and we rave about it, and we tell you guys why you should pick it up, um, based on kind of you know, what we've been playing this week. Um, Sam, did you want to start? Because we've already we've already talked about your game a little bit, but I feel like you're the sort of person to to really sell um, this particular game. You wanna well, you wanna talk yeah. a little bit about it? I, I, I've gone to the point with it now that I. I don't want to play the beta anymore. I just want to play the full game. So it's Decidia NT Final Fantasy, and like the the beta is just just blue balling me so hard because the the progression is capped really low. Like you can only get up to like o- o- your overall level like of four, which you can do in about five or six fights, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of sat there going, but I want to get some more of the things to get the cosmetics to be able to make my people look nice and you can't um but i, I I'm, I'm not a fighting person like uh, i used to be good at street fighter back in like street fighter two days um i used to be all right at tekken 2 like uh, i think you might be noticing a theme with uh, how far back that uh, I, I used to play any kind of sort of fighter stuff, and I, I guess you know, Dissidia is not directly traditional fighter. You know, it's not like side scroll and beat 'em up or anything like that. But like, um, it's just really, really fun, and it's not perfectly balanced. There, there are definitely some OP characters in the mix. Uh, my girl Ishtola is fucking up there. Um, Cloud is pretty OP with one of his because uh, the way that Sidia works, you have uh, both bravery attacks, uh, which chip away at kind of the the opponent's battle strength and feeds your own battle strength, mm-hmm. and then you've got HP attacks which drill, deal direct damage to your opponent. Uh, Cloud's direct damaging attack, uh, or one of the choices he has, is like this meteor rain one, where it's just like this incredibly fast line of meteors that go way too far and way too fast and just cream you um, when we played it there was um a big a, a really big tanky character and he was just impossible to win against and i don't remember who it was uh my brains died massively but big and tanky is it me <laughs> if only uh no it's um it, it, one of the one of the the bigger uh vanguard characters was ridiculous re- ridiculous to play against and it got to the point where we we're just doing 3v3 matches with him uh, because it was silly was it triple h if no. only no. Uh. <laughs> oh no oh uh, don't start garland's pretty good yes I'm that's sure. the one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. garland yeah yeah he's very very good um uh i've I seen him played a bit and had struggles many struggles yeah. he's quite fast for how much of a big fucker yeah. he is we got to we got to the point where we were just doing 3v3 garland matches because there was no point anymore we couldn't yeah. beat the people who knew what they were doing and were playing garland that was it yeah I... um but you know it's, it's it's good strategically as well so you've got your different class types you've got marksmen which are long range sort of spellcastery people you've got your assassins which are kind of nip in there do a little bit of damage and nip back out again you got your vanguards who are like these big tanky bastards that are just gonna not get to you necessarily quickly but when they do they're gonna give you a fucking solid clump 
uh, you got your specialist characters, which are kind of like a, a mix of the two, like a, sorry, a mix of like a, a one of the two melee styles and or, or some of the marksmen, and it's just really satisfying. When when you do well, it shows in the fight, and I think that's that's quite rare in a way. Like normally, if you're doing well and the rest of your team is doing crap, it doesn't really matter because the rest of your team are doing crap. And, and it's dragging the average. Like every over, Overwatch solo queue map ever. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Whereas if I'm doing really well, I can carry my team. Like, I, I can make enough of a difference to actually carry that team or, like, press the advantage to the point where it just kind of tips over and then they can start making a bit of a comeback or or vice versa. You know, they, they can do the same thing towards me. And it really... It really feels rewarding to do well, even within that individual fight, let alone getting the victory itself. Um, and there's, yeah, just a lot of strategy in there. It's really, really, really good fun. Um, I swear they've sped up Sephiroth as well. Sephiroth is really fast now, and he was slow yeah, as he shit. Yeah, he was really slow earlier, but he's he's really coming through now, yeah. He's really strong now. He's got that Lucio speed boost. Yeah. Yep. Speed. Um, but yeah, like, I, I can't wait. It comes out on the 30th. For full release. Yeah, and me uh, and you are going to team up, right? And we're going to. Oh yeah, oh, and, and the creative Jen will fucking carry us as Zidane. She's yes. been doing it so far this week. Like she's she's joined me for like two or three sessions of this beta, and, and just I, I, carried I, I, you I, endlessly. Might as well just put my controller down and let her be done with it. Like just <laughs> just you carry on, Jen. I'll be over here if you need me. Oh, you don't. Just, okay. Just there smoking away. Just like call me if you need me, but you've you've got this covered. You've got yeah, this. You've got Remind me no, when we get back to the menus. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just let me know when I need yeah. to press OK. Yeah. <laughs> when oh, I need yeah. to collect my gill for winning. Um, but yeah, so just yeah, we're, yeah. we're gonna. I'm gonna be hitting that hard yeah, when it comes to really so actually half decent at a game. Mm. Like I'm gonna be heavily mediocre at a game forevermore. And like, no matter how much I play it, no matter how little I play it, I like I kind of pick it up. I pick up most games very quickly. So like. My, my learning curve goes like that at the start and then I plateau like fuck and I never get any better whereas this I actually feel like I I, I do good occasionally and it's I, it's I, mine you have that near moment I know Kung Fu yeah literally or or, yeah. or or basically how to stand in the corner like a prick and go here's my fast projectile it's another one and another one and another one you're dead um, that's yeah. basically Kung Fu of my knowledge yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, yes. This this is going to be all worth picking up. I am on this train as well. I'm absolutely on this train as well. If you didn't pick this this week, I was going to, because yeah, so good. It's so much fun. It really is. Even if you're not very good, it's still good fun because it's flashy and it's bright and it's colourful and it's fast and yeah, it's it's all these really engaging things. To kind of barely get them, uh, or get them enough to be sort of capable with them. Hmm. And you're, you're away from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Obi, Hello. you've been playing some Fire Emblem. Tell us, tell us a little bit I about have. Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, I've never played Fire Emblem Heroes. It's Fire Emblem Warriors. Oh, it's Fire Emblem Warriors. Mm, brain. It'd be really good. I was gonna say, did you pick it up on the Switch? Because I picked a yes. Switch game. I picked a Switch game this week too, but also a PC game. So we're kind of like so all overlapping this week. I, I wasn't sure if we were allowed to have two because I have another game that I want to ra like rave about as well. To be, to be fair, like if it's the one that you put on the sheet, 
you already have in at least sections <laughs> of this podcast so far. I think you've got it's, it covered. <laughs> it's it's actually another one that I've only just thought about. Oh, okay. Really well, this let's, game as well. let's talk about Fire Emblem for a second, then. Then, yeah. So, if you own a Switch and you don't own this game, either return your Switch or buy this game because you're missing out either way. So, Fire Emblem, what? Like, so, for me, like I've loved the character of Marth since playing him on Smash Brothers. I had no idea who he was. Like, I never knew what Fire Emblem was, but I was like, who is this blue-haired, beautiful man with a kick-ass sword? How do I become him in real life? <laughs> and I've always wanted to play a Fire Emblem game, but bar um, Pokemon, I hate turn-based games. I don't get the appeal to it. It really infuriates me. So I've never been able to actually jump into a Fire Emblem game before because mm -hmm. I just can't deal with the turn-based life. And then like, hey guys, remember Dynasty Warriors? Like the crazy hack and slash game? We're just going to reskin that and make it a Fire Emblem game. I was like, here's all the money that you want. You, you want £100? You want you want 300 Just Just tell me what you want. It's only £40. Fantastic. But I would have given you more. Uh, I got it for Christmas. Just send me your PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> Direct transfer every month. Done. Like, uh, so it's it's everything that you get. It's, it's hack and slash with a little bit of... like. It's a very basic plot. It's like, Something's happened. All the heroes from all the different times are now in one world, and you have to find all the heroes to make the shield to make the bad guy go away. Very simple. You don't have to think too much about it. Uh, the gameplay is a lot more in depth than I thought it was going to be. So I literally thought it'd just be I'm just going to have to press X a thousand times for everyone to die. But there's actually there's, like, there's decent amount of combos. You do have to switch around different characters because if you try and just play one character and run around the entire map, people die when you could have just switched to a different character. So you get to play like all the different classes. There's every character plays differently, which is what I love. So you can be hack and slashing with a sword. Next thing you know, you're flying on a Pegasus. Then you're playing like as Robin, so you're just casting spells and like annihilating people that way. And you get bonus cutscenes if you. So like when you're you've got like the NPC heroes you can team up with, or you can just team up with like other people that you can switch between. And the more time you spend pairing up, their like relationship grows. Uh -huh. And if it oh, like rating... in the like in the normal Fire Emblem games, then yeah. Yeah, yeah. And once you hit like, the A rating, you get like this bit like this bonus like cutscene. And I've only done it with Robin and um, not uh, Corin, but. Uh... Colvin? Colvin? No. One of the other heroes that begins with C that isn't Corin. That <laughs> is very, the very close to Corin. They've got quite a lot of similar sounding names. And I'm like jumping in the deep end here with Fire Emblem because I say Roy, uh, sorry, Marth was just like my love. Um, Roy's our boy. Roy. Uh, Roy is not in this as far as I know. I've not come across him, which I find weird because like him and Marth were kind of like the faces of Fire Emblem for the Western world for a while. I'm having Smash Brothers flashbacks now. <laughs> and being that guy who down bees with Marth to block everything he does and just sends him flying off the map. Bye bye. But if yeah, if you're looking if you're looking for a fantastic game where you just very simple plot, hack and slash around some nice looking levels, slightly iffy camera from time to time. But if you like killing like two thousand people in ten minutes, it's it's the game. Everyone's pretty the like the some of the writing is hilarious like the I, I wish i remember his name because i can't remember his name 
but whoever I unlocked the special like scene with with Robin, it was like the cutest romancy scene I've ever seen Nintendo do. <laughs> like I wasn't sure if I like stumbled onto some like Fire Emblem fanfic or not the way it was going. <laughs> but it was just I assume it was meant to be wholesome and my mind just made it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But ah, oh. it's just it's so well done and. I was going to say, have you played any of like the the other similar games, like the the Dynasty Warriors or the Hyrule Warriors or any any I, of the other? I, I played that like, Dynasty Warriors back in the PS2. It's mm. it's a scaled down version of that. I think right. it's trying to because uh, yeah, it's just trying to appeal to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, so you can switch it, get downloading, or get your nearest video game supplier store. <laughs> go buy this game. Go. Currently available at. Uh, yeah. com and uh, ah, good <laughs> smooth um, um, so what was your other pick then if it, if, if you weren't so, to pick this one and you weren't to pick Overwatch what would have been your so, other pick for this week my other pick would have been an alpha that just ended so that's why I was like iffy about thinking mm-hmm. about it uh, it's a game called Wormhole Wars Ooh. so basically okay. if you take Halo 2 and Portal and throw those two games together you have wormhole wars it's team-based online multiplayer shooter first person everyone die but with amazing sniper rifles uh, and you have portals so like you can like sneak up behind your enemies no one knows you're there boom everyone dead okay like it has like it's very very much an alpha game right now i don't think we'll see a release until next year did i get that link right by the way run i just dropped in chat 1047 games that sounds familiar Yes, yeah, sweet. and if you want an alpha, the easiest way to get it is to join their Discord channel because once you join their Discord channel, you basically just get sent uh, an alpha key. I'm not sure when the next alpha section is. But, oh, it's just like hmm. I'm not sure if anyone like was a big Halo player back in the day here. No, sadly not. Never been a fan of Halo. Ah, uh, just a uh, bit time splitters though. Timesplitters is actually coming back as well. If anyone who didn't see that, Timesplitters is returning soon. It's, it's about time. Like it's taken them yeah. long enough. Yeah. To get Absolutely. But no, okay. That's that's definitely worth a look then. And I've dropped the link in chat, um, so you guys can can have a little look at that. If you guys can't see chat, then it's our one zero four seven games dot com. Um, we can go sign up there over and, and take a little look at things. Just live next time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like. I'm doing, I'm doing my best, alright? I'm doing my I, best. I threw, I threw a curveball at you guys. You guys nailed it. Like, I mean, unprepared. Um, Absolutely yeah. professionals. We're, 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 yeah, we're outstandingly professional. Also, don't forget to play Overwatch as well. <laughs> That'd be my sign. <laughs> oh my life. Um, so I guess that that leaves me and my game. Uh, I play it on the Switch, but this is on Steam, and this is a game that wasn't too expensive. But I think everybody uh, who enjoys puzzle games in particular um, should pick up. So this is Gargoa. Um, now I hadn't heard of Gargoa until I saw um, Rami tweet about this, and he said he wished he'd have found it towards the end of 2017 because it would have been his game of the year. And that, that's super high praise from Rami. So I kind of sat back and went, all right, I wonder what this game is about. Now, it's a puzzle game that's set out like a, a four-panel cartoon. And the idea is that you move the panels around on the screen using windows and various things to overlay elements to get a little boy 
from having an empty bowl to having a bowl full of fruit to help him confront a monster. I've played something like this okay. before. It is Did I... so clever. Did I so see clever. rightly it was produced by um uh what's that uh, Omega Force as yes. well. Yes. So that's funny enough, more links between our games because that's there a you go. But this is so clever. I, a couple of times I sat there looking at it going, okay, I don't get it, I don't get it. And then I would rearrange the panels a little bit. Things that shouldn't have clicked together before suddenly clicked together and I went, <gasps> oh, I had that rush of feeling so clever. And I think that's something that's been missing from a lot of puzzle games that I've played recently. The only one that I think has uh, really fulfilled that has been Black Watchmen, which we've talked about a lot, a lot on the channel. Um, and we're going to talk about it next week as well because I'm almost finished with season two. Um, and so basically, we're gonna. Black Watchman is gonna come back as my game of the week. Um, I, I want us to do. Actually, we should just do a podcast on the Black Watchman. We really should. I, I talked. I talked it, last it. night about how much I hate Venezuela, and people are like, why do you hate Venezuela? And I'm like, Fuck okay, me. let me tell you about trying to Google Maps your way around Venezuela. Um, but no, this is. Um, Let me talk about Venezuela's pol politics as well. Well, this is the thing, because I have to look into Chavez and Bolivar as part of this game. Yeah. And the difference between the flags and what the flags all mean and the politics and yeah, all this sort of thing. It's, it's crazy. But this game is on Steam and it's genuinely wonderful. And from the first moment where you realize that you can drag a window frame away and then zoom out of that window and it be a completely different room is super clever it's very clever it's so beautifully hand-drawn um the puzzles are genuinely clever and they will give you that rush of feeling smart when you finally work out these multi-part puzzles um i don't have that feeling often so i think i need this game oh it's it's uh, on the switch it's so beautifully done on the switch um, and it's not terribly expensive either uh from what from what i remember but gargoa is definitely worth a look um it's hand drawn it sounds it, it sounds gorgeous it looks gorgeous the puzzles are difficult but not kind of uh, they're not obscure they just require a little bit of lateral thinking and the second that you get the lateral thinking the game's uh visual elements will click together to allow you that moment of oh this is what i meant to be doing it's... I'm actually going to check the price on the Switch right now. So... Oh, please do, please do. Yeah, uh, but it's on Steam as well. If you guys are if you guys are out for a Steam uh, kind of version, and it, it you know it works beautifully well either way. Um... Now, this is the part where we lose Obi because like because he's downloaded like... it and he suddenly realizes that he can move window frames and door frames around. Um, no, no, to... I mean like altogether from the the internet, just like starting to chug from the download or something that would be, be gone oh it's, I, 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 yeah, it's like I 15 bucks this. there you go ah, i don't have to look I'm... there you go it's yeah, like, I, it's... I wouldn't ever think about downloading a game whilst being on a stream at the same time because oh no just, british I internet lol yeah um but no like this is time. It, it, it's genuinely the most beautiful game and there, there are moments where you'll move a comic panel around um like a spacescape to find a particular star, to search for it, things like that. It's so clever and so simple, um, but it is beautifully well done. If you guys are into your puzzle games, this is definitely, definitely a cheap one, worth a look and worth a pickup. It's just gorgeous. And I wish I'd have picked this up at the end of last year because it would have been on our Game Awards. Wholeheartedly, how, how this would have been- what were your games of the year last year? 
Well, there's a whole podcast where you can watch the podcast. Yeah, there was a there was a load of stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we ran a whole award show full of some silly awards and some great awards. Obviously, we won best podcast of the year because naturally we did. Um, tough category. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Between the the slightly odd looking dog and a paperclip or whatever it was, a tape measure, a tape um, measure, and a broken JPEG. Yes, uh, we we won. <laughs> um, but no, it's um, you know, Persona 5 made it up there, obviously, and, and you know, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, all that kind of lot. They all made it up there. Um, uh, Hellblade. Hellblade, oh. yeah. Controversially, I was disappointed with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I, I wasn't as big a fan as I thought I was going to be, but I still really appreciated it, so I can I can see it. Yeah. I get it. Um, oh, and, and Danganronpa won music. Danganronpa won a lot of our music things, because Danganronpa 3 was so good. Um, but yes, Gorgo, uh, go buy that. Gorgo is, is fantastic. Also, Darkest Dungeon came out on the Switch yesterday. I already have three runs going on the three different difficulties. Um, go go do that. Go do that. Because I finally learned how to play it properly. So I'm you now like... Oh, this will work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wish, I wish this hadn't come out at the end of December. Hmm. Because it would have been on my Game Awards. It was great. It was great. So it, it can be on your Game Awards for this year. Because like, if it misses out selection for one year, then technically it should be allowed. Because like, how like the official Game Awards work is if your game's not out by like, till October or something, you then end up at next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was like the end of December and it was like... Well, sure. <laughs> Okay, fine. But, you know, it's, it's whatever. It's good, it's good, it's good. Um, so. So. Now that we've discussed those, um, there's a matter close to my heart that I want to discuss. And it's a matter that's close to my heart because I'm getting really frustrated at this conversation because we're having the conversation, but we're not having it in the way that I would like. Um, I want to talk to you guys a little bit. What? I'm sorry. I just got a notification on my phone. That one of the older, like the last podcast, the one we did with Adam, uh-huh. um, has just gone up on YouTube, and I, my phone has just said to me, "Cunt, cunt, cunt, tentacles, cunt, cunt." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, cunt, cunt, tentacles, cunt is is about how that works. Um, so I want to, right, yeah, a little bit. Um, so I want to talk to you guys a little bit for a second about Dark Souls being a hard game. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have a I have a chronic illness and I don't believe that Dark Souls should have an easy mode, but I feel like Dark Souls should have accessibility options that allow people like me to play it without being in pain, without right. having to use the same controls as everybody else uses. That would make mm-hmm. it easier for me to play. Um, I want to have this discussion because there's a there's an over there's an overarching discussion that comes up every so often where Dark Souls should get an easy mode, and people go, "How dare you ruin my Dark Souls experience? How fucking dare you tamper with my Dark Souls experience? Do you know that the devs made it to be that hard because they wanted it to be that hard? And how fucking dare you even think about crossing the? De-? And you go, okay, but what about making it more accessible to people who? maybe aren't very good with controllers or have um you know uh, illnesses that prevent them disabilities that prevent them from being able to hold a controller properly or press the buttons properly 
And people go, yeah, but if you made it easy, then what's the point in playing? You just don't play it. You can choose not to play it. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like setting out that Dark Souls having an easy mode is the wrong way about is the wrong way to go about having that conversation, particularly when we're addressing an audience of people who um, are fanatic about a game that is hard. Mm-hmm. Surely, this should be uh, phrased as. What accessibility controls could we put into um, Dark Souls and games like Dark Souls in order to make it more accessible to a wider range of people? Well, I mean, I don't know about specific things that you could do because I'm no genius as far as game design is concerned. But like, I do very, 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 very strongly feel that you're not a child if you have difficulty being able to play a game in some way shape or form through a disability aspect so why should you need an easy mode to deal with it like you don't want an easy mode you don't want it to be simplified for you you don't want to be pandered to with the actual content itself you just want to be able to have a a way on your terms yeah yeah right and, that, and that's where the, the, the difference is, and that's the mistake and the crossover that people keep making um, when they... Well, they shouldn't. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I say, being someone that doesn't have, like, a sort of a physical um, disability that would stop me from being able to, to do things, I wouldn't know exactly what would work, because I would imagine there would be a level of different setups for different types of disability mm-hmm. have you but i mean just things like uh, a lot of games miss um button reassignment yeah, yeah. that's a big big thing um and i can't play cuphead using the default controls i can't shoot um mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys have you guys played mario kart on the switch at all not uh, on the I switch yeah no? i bought it yet to play it okay so on the switch um there's an auto accelerate mode and when that first came out, people were like, oh, you've made an easy mode because now people can just drive around. So it's impossible to win using, like, just the, the auto accelerate. But what it stops is me having to do this. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, for, for clarity's sake, uh, I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which means that all of my connective tissue uh, through my joints is shit. Um, and it means that I get a lot of joint pain, I get a lot of muscle pain, I get a lot of bone pain, I get tendon pain, I get ligament pain, blah, 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 blah. But holding down a button for a long period of time means that I can only play like two races of Mario Kart before my hands are like, oh, yeah, why have you done this? And my hand gets stuck. Mm-hmm. My hand will get stuck pushing the button. And auto accelerate mode stops me from having to push the button. The game does it automatically for me. Mm-hmm. If I want to do a quick start, I hold down the button, I do my quick start, I let the button go, the game lets off the acceleration a little bit and then goes, oh, you, you, no, you, you wanted us to keep accelerating. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. And then picks up the acceleration for me again without me having to hold a button. Who in their right mind in Mario Kart takes their finger off the auto uh, off the accelerate button at any point? Well, yeah, exactly. Never. So right. having a button that does it for you you know, um, I'm talking about things in Dark Souls like um, uh, having to hold down a button to sprint, where instead you have a tap sprint on, tap sprint off. I'm talking about being able to reconfigure your buttons. So you roll and your attack are the two buttons that are easiest for you to press, or if you use parries. I'm not talking about making Dark Souls a QTE game. 
right? I'm not talking yeah. about making Dark Souls easy. I'm talking about putting methods in place, um, allowing third-party controllers and being able to assign them effectively. So if you have a button array instead of controller, you can still use that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna get your thoughts on this, Obu, because you you work with a, a like a, a great number of people, and you are a, a you know you're a very clever, you're a very thoughtful individual. Um, but I, I kind of feel like having an easy mode is very um, almost patronizing. Yeah, I, I I would say it's insulting. Like yeah, because easy mode does not equal accessibility. I deserve to be able to play a game without pain. And uh, as somebody with dyslexia, and um, uh, I have um, Erlin, uh, uh, Erlin's where um, reading white on black and black on white is very difficult because there's too much contrast there. So being able to change uh, text box window color means that I can actually read what's going on, right? Uh, dark modes and things like that mean that I can actually read what's going on. Being able to change the font means that maybe I can read what's going on. I don't need the game to, like, make the text the size of the moon in order for me to read it. I don't need the game to read it very slowly. I need the ability to have a different font, have a default font instead of the cursive font that they use, or be able to change text box window color or whatever, you know? Um, I don't feel like I need to be babied. I feel like I need better options that allow me to play the game in the way that it was intended. Do you guys feel that, that yeah. maybe it's a bit patronizing to, to say, oh, well, you just need the game to be easier? No, not at all. I, I feel like the Souls, Bloodborne, those games are de purposely designed to be challenging and hard. And to give it an easy mode just wouldn't make any sense for the franchise and how what the entire purpose of it was. But it does need everything you're saying it needs accessibility for those who have special requirements who want to enjoy the game but are physically unable to in the state it is because it's just too painful for them like um i know radders was making similar points that she doesn't want her hand held while she plays these games which is what an easy mode would feel like but they need a way to be able to play them and i one thing that I say to a lot of people and like, oh no, it doesn't, it's fine the way it is. So I was like, okay, so take the charity special effects. Uh, they design custom controllers for people who are physically disabled to play games. Do you have a problem with that? They're like, oh no, that's fine. I'm like, well, this is just that, but Integrating it into your game. Into, into integrating without having to do that so that we can take our Xbox, our PlayStation, our keyboards and go, okay, I don't like using X to roll because it's not in the right place, but I wouldn't like it on L2, so I can just do that instead of having to do it with my thumb. Mm -hmm. It just it's just something that is simple. I use that term loosely because I've never designed a game or developed a game. I don't know how simple that is, but But it, it's it's something that can be achieved. We see it in, yeah. in lots of games as we yeah. go through. Like every PC game I've ever played, but you can go in and construct choose whatever your keyboard wants what you want to do. Like the default for Overwatch, the like melee button is V. I'm like I want that to be my mouse wheel four button because that's what I'm used. To. I'm used to, it, and that's just second nature. It's it's just simple things like that. I think people overlook, and I feel that Twitter is one of the worst places to have this discussion. Yeah. Because a lot of people feel that you're shouting at them or like trying to be like angry at them when you're just trying to have a conversation. You only get a certain amount of characters to make your point, 
Yes. Like, if, th- if this was a tweet, I'd be like six tweets in mm. by now, and people are like, uh... <laughs> and it's the, it's the unfortunate thing, I mean, the, the conversation that you were saying about Radders, I actually felt that Radders was going about talking about it in the wrong way, and I don't think maybe that's not her... F- I, well, no, 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 let me start that again. I don't think that that is inherently her fault. I think that it's very difficult to put the point across that we don't want to be patronised, but there are solutions that make the game easier for us but don't make the game easier and that's a very difficult sort of concept to put across Um, and again like I feel talking to a community who's based on a game being hard putting over the term easy mode isn't a good plan that's that's not a good way to sell that to them in the slightest you know um, and it it is Twitter as you say is all about people shouting at each other it's super difficult to get your point across in a in a coherent way that everybody's going to accept. Um, and a lot of the things that were proposed in that conversation were good, and she's entirely right. We deserve to be able to play these games without being in pain. Mm-hmm. The same as I deserve to be able to play more than two games of Mario Kart before I'm like, all right, guys, I'm really sorry, I'm out. Ah, super upsetting. I paid, like, what, $60 for a game that I can play two of in a go and then be like, all right, I'm done. But well, soon with the Lego cardboard, you can use the accelerator for it instead mm-hmm. of just your foot. Yep. Um, but, but like, use Mario Kart as an example. The but I forget which button it is. It's been a while since we played Mario Kart. But like, a button that you hold to have the like whatever item you got. Say you got like the banana peel or whatever. Like mm-hmm. to be able to hold that behind your car as like a sort you of have shield. To hold. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, uh, it's either R, Z, or R. I can't remember. Yeah. What one, one lap of that, and my finger starts to hurt, and I have no disability. Right. Like, um, so, you know, like, if that's happening to someone without a disability, then I dare say it's really fucking happening to someone that does have disabilities, and that should be something that's accounted for, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's visible, it's, it's represented. I mean, to give uh, you an idea, right, with the, with the Mario Kart example, okay? So I have to hold down the accelerate button. I can't hold down buttons with the front of my thumbs because, and, and look away if you're squeamish for a second. Um, so my thumbs are super squishy, and they bend really far. Mm-hmm. Okay, so holding down a button with my thumb at that angle is not, not, that's not, that's not ideal, which is why after two races, my hand gets stuck Mm -hmm. because I have to put so much pressure to stop that from bending so far, like, and still push the button. I have to use this part of my thumb here. You guys can can look again. I'm really sorry about that. I have to use this joint here of my thumb to push buttons, but that makes then pushing other buttons entirely entirely impossible yeah um, it's not as sort of agile as no, the typical no button. nowhere near nowhere near um it's great for fighting games where we have to roll across three buttons because you've got a hard bit to roll across but again mm-hmm. four matches and i'm like oh wow my thumb aches um it's ingrated fully. right, right? <laughs> like my my thumbs are my thumbs are stuck this way now and that's that's not good um but they're always going to be that way and i i don't i don't get a choice in that um, mm-hmm. but, uh, like, having the auto-accelerate option means that I don't go through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being able to toggle items behind items in front, that'd be great. That'd be yeah. absolutely great, and I think that'll be the next step. Um, a lot of people complained when that came in because it makes the game easier, but we proved really quickly that actually you can't win using that. Only that. You mm-hmm. have to be able to change your acceleration and brake and... Skill and whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I feel like it's not. Uh, I feel like it's not putting an easy mode in. It's in your games option, being like, okay, if you need a different color text window, we got gotcha. you. If you need a different color font, 
We gotcha. If you need a different, like, uh, font size. UI size. Oh god, UI size is the worst! Trying to play Final Fantasy 15, you have to be this close to the screen. Oh my god. Otherwise, you don't know where Stop anything is. <laughs> right? Like, it's it's really difficult. And having these options in, I feel it's it's more work. I gotcha, mm. it's more work. But we could make the... We could put these in without um, inherently tampering with the game's design. You look mm -hmm. at League and some of the things that are available for League. Um, before I got my glasses, the only way I could play HOTS um, was to make my cursor the size of a two-pence piece. Mm -hmm. But I could still do that within the game. Uh, League has colorblind options that, that works. They, they really do work. So, you know. Well, I mean, like, Call of Duty's had colorblind mode since the game's come out. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it's like simple things like that that made it easier to play. It even made it easier to play for people who aren't colorblind. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, some of the contrast is a lot better. But here's the thing is, some of them, so, so, some of the implementations to make it more accessible are quite easy. Like, like different button findings. They're they're not a difficult thing to add in. Like they're, no. they're pretty universal through most engines that you build games from, as having basically something to just fucking drop in as a an entire module to allow you to do so. Um, there, there's a lot of indie studios that have like a plethora of different accessibility options. Be it colorblind modes, be it you know, more specific stuff like toggles for, for running, for, for example, as opposed to holding down holding a button, button yeah. or aiming, it's just a tap instead of holding down or whatever. Now, these are all things that indie studios can manage to shoehorn into their games, and they're not things that change, like, consistent <laughs> Like, it doesn't change gameplay mechanics ongoing. The one that always strikes me is Thimbleweed Park has an option in their menu to change the way that the toilet roll is facing. Mm -hmm. If it cool. upsets you that your toilet roll goes underneath, you can change it in the game settings to put it on top. Now think about for a second how much work that was, and then think about like changing the font. Mm -hmm. I, to be honest, if it didn't, I would return the game if it had the toilet paper going backwards. Well, you I'd can, like, you can, yeah, you can decide when you when you go into your options menu. I, even, I, I can't, I can't deal with this. I can't deal no. with this. I'm really sorry. Like, yeah. I'm no, it's it... spider in the game for an It's just I would run screaming from the room if it was the wrong way around. Um... <laughs> but again, there are games where you can substitute, like Terraria, for example. If you're a vegetarian, you can set the game to be in. Is it Terraria? I forget. One of them like that, um, and I forget which one it is. I think it is. Maybe. One of them. One of them like that. Anyway, has um, it? It might even be oxygen not included, and my brain's fried. Um, that has a thing where if you don't eat meat, then you can set all the food types to be vegetarian food types. Yeah. No! It's dead cells! That's what that is. Uh, That's dead cells. Yes. So, like, if we can do silly things like that, because, sorry, that is a little bit silly. Um, why? Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why and can I we not put an option in? For a dyslexic font. There is a, dis a dyslexic friendly font. It's absolutely free to use commercially. Absolutely oh, free to use commercially. Sans. No, 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 no. There's a, there's a, there's a, <laughs> please not Comic Sans. Comic Sans is so round. Um, there's a, a, so many squiggles. 
there is a, a dyslexia friendly font that is absolutely free to use. Uh, they change it all the time depending on uh, what research they end up doing and things like that. Um, and that would be so useful because some of these games with super cursive font, I'm like, nah, that's squiggling all over the... Clear for the average user as well, like I would imagine it is, like it's just a fucking font, right? Right, it's, but yeah. like, if you want to play Bloodborne and have big cursive font, that's cool, but sometimes when I play Bloodborne, I have to put a ruler on the screen to stop all the, the writing from moving everywhere as I read things. Hmm. So like, not having to do that would be like, super good. Um, so... But why do you think these things are not done? Is it funding? Is it laziness? Is it lack of thought? Lack of concern? Funding and lack of thought. I just think people don't think it through. They're focused on so many other things. They're focused on getting the game polished and done. They don't think about the back end of how they can help everyone. They think of the average gamer and what the average gamer would need. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's just not something that comes up more so is coming up now and like even get developers like AAA ones like blizzard who you can fully customize whatever you want in their games like even like divas rocket you can have it if you press it it uses its full burst or you can like just use it and tap it again and it turns itself off like she, mm -hmm. she's completely customized well to how you want her to be i think the proof that it's lack of thought is actually um, an example that comes from elsewhere so there was a supermarket that was condemned for um and i, I think it was peeled oranges so they oh. had peeled oranges in a plastic packet and people got really upset because they were using the, these big plastic packets for something that, oh, well, nature's given it its own covering. There are some days where I physically cannot peel an orange. Mm -hmm. And so I would very much like to go down to the supermarket, like buy or, or have in my in my fridge an unpeel, uh, a peeled orange, stab it a couple of times with a, a knife so that I can get to it and then just, just eat it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to sit there and look at it and wait for somebody to come home to be able to peel it for me. Or just like, take like a huge meat cleaver and just like just just uh, hit it until like it, something like yeah some sort of mushy orange right. comes out. Yeah, and like, um, I feel that I've got a permanently broken wrist and like doing stuff with my left hand is hard. Mm -hmm. So something like that is easy. Right. But people just didn't think why would they sell pre. Uh, pre-field oranges. So yeah, I think it's I think it's for sure a lack of thought. But it's nice that we're starting to make these points now. We're starting to get it out there a little bit. That actually, this stuff isn't particularly hard to manage. Uh, it's not particularly difficult to put into games, and a lot of um, engine companies are trying to make it as easy as possible um for you know specifically indie developers to to put that kind of thing in. Sony are trying to make it easier. The PS4 is now like as as remappable as they can make it. Mm -hmm. um so yeah it, it's lack of thought for sure but i think it's getting better and i hope that it continues to do so um, they are pricey but xbox has their elite controllers as well which has the four paddles on yep. the back that you can customize to any button you want and like because of this finger i can barely use because of my broken wrist having a paddle there to do like jump or crouch or whatever i wanted to yeah i feel you so much easier yeah i, I feel you like <laughs> <laughs> You guys can't see that, but uh, oh, my no, owner, I saw, my, oh. my owner yeah, 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 yeah. with yeah. any pressure, which yeah. there's um, minimal movement on this thing. So like the, the, even like the thumbsticks on the Elite controller as well, you can switch those out for, mm -hmm. for different bits and pieces as well, which is all, you know, because like the raised or the dipped tops on yep. them can make a difference to how easily you can control them. Mm -hmm. Razor, Razor yep. Razor used to do the saber tooth. Now I don't know why they are with the saber tooth, but the saber tooth used to be that you could unscrew and screw the thumbsticks to make them harder to push or easier to push. 
mm-hmm. depending on on what level you needed, and that was always really great. Um, I believe the problem with them is they broke quite easily, which is why it's not seen as much anymore. But they are looking to bring that back, yeah. from what I understand. So that's that's good. And I mean, I know I'm not I'm not particularly meant to be on Razor's side about anything ever, but I did used to use the saber tooth a hell of a lot because you could customize it however you needed to set it up, and that was great fun. Yeah, um, we had to use it for a tournament last year, no, 2016, mm-hmm. and. We didn't realize at the time that the one the one I got had fully locked the two main buttons. So like I had to like almost like oh, put them on the desk and shove them to actually have to register to use. Oh god. Oh. But yeah, no, I, I think it's coming around. I yeah. think it's coming around, and that's that's inherently a good thing. Absolutely inherently a good thing. And I tell you one that they need to stop, even for the average fucking user, is holding down the thumbstick button to run. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. That bullshit. Like, like that. I can't do that. How the fuck does anyone else that has trouble putting pressure down manage to do that and move the fucking thumbstick at the same time? I will never know. Mm. That's actually why on the Elite I use the raised one for that sort of stuff because I find it easier to hold yep. that down and move because you give you get more dexterity out of the longer. Yeah. No, Darkest Dungeon on the Switch, uh, you press R3 to like move on to the next screen, uh, to provisions and things like that. But they have the little raised ones. Um, and, of course, if you don't want to press a thumbstick, you just go, dink. Yeah. And you can do well, it with the touchscreen because the game is entirely touchscreen, which is fucking... It's a miracle and I love it. Um, but yeah, no, it is coming around. It's important and it's coming around. Okay. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think we need an easy mode. I don't think we need to be patronized. I don't think we need to be babied. I think we need people to understand that we do have coping mechanisms for these things, but if they could be put into mainstream games, or if they could be accepted by mainstream games by way of uh, custom uh, uh, controllers and things like that, that'd be ace. That'd be there's really, actually, really, really, really there's good. There's actually a great little drawing that applies to this that I saw years ago. It applies to everything in about the individual, and it was an elephant, a cat, a dog, a bird, a goldfish, yeah. and like a zebra. And then a monkey sat at a desk saying, whoever climbs to the top of the tree passes the test. And it's yeah. just like, half these people can't even like, get up there. And it's just like how society thinks that just because this is how we standardize something means that everyone should be able to achieve it based on the accepted standardization. But we all have different abilities that take us in like completely different situations. Like if the test was swim a hundred laps, the goldfish and shark would win it no problem, but everyone else would die. Right. Yeah. So I think finally we're seeing a lot more like wider scope as the. Hmm. Which is good. How... Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I think. I think. That's probably everything that we want to discuss. My thoughts exactly. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> words are hard today. I think that was everything that we wanted to, dis- to to discuss with today, though. Oh no, it's still not happening. Shall I try it one last time? Right. So I think that's everything that we wanted to discuss for today. Yay! <laughs> Uh, I'm so proud. Yeah. Uh, there's one last thing that we always do, and that's naming the episode six out of ten something. Um, and again, like chat, throw your ideas forward as to as to what. Have you guys got any ideas about what you wanna what you wanna name uh, our episode this week? Because I'm not too sure. There, there was a couple of things that came up early and have since departed from my brain. <laughs> the, 
the dating profile one was quite yeah. good. Yeah, six, six out of ten. I that's want it my... hard, I want it now, I want it fast. I mean, like, that's a winner in my eyes. That's I mean, a... my update my OkCupid now. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like that's a winner now. Uh, six out of ten. Like I will play it on my etch a sketch. Uh, is one of my favourites mm -hmm. that I saw go past in chat. Um, that was good old Englander. I love I love Englander like today. Oh, what was the comment about Barry Island being a DLC or something? Fuck, what was that? I can't remember what we were talking about at the time. <laughs> no. no, what were we talking about with Barry being DLC? Uh... Oh, it was Fable, wasn't it? Oh, Fable! Barry Island Newport Barry Island. DLC. Mm. Uh, 6 out of 10 if you squeamish look away. Look, right. I have to warn people because, like, you know, the disfigurements and the extra bendiness is really bad. Um, but no, Obi, you, you get choice on what this episode is called. Have you, got, have you got any idea what you would like to call this 6 out of 10? I, I do like 6 out of 10 Barry Island and Newport DLC. <laughs> Barry Island and Newport DLC it is. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Obi, tell us once more, please, uh, where it is that people can find you, what it is that you do, um, and uh, why, why like, like, anything that you might be doing in the near futures that people can come and, uh, can come and have a little look at. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Samos89, or if you just search Obi Wan Shinobi, I'm the only result, which is a bonus. One day I should really get on my own. I should rename my app, but that's that's a future me problem. Uh, yeah. Coming up, we've got uh, charity streams all over the shop. Um, I actually have a charity stream starting in about 30 minutes to go moderate for Operation Supply Drop. And uh, it, I will get the. Make sure I get the right link. Because it's not on our channel, it's on somebody oh, else's. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm going to stop I, I, typing. Like, it was like mission control for a second there. Everyone was just. Well, this is the thing I wanted to put in twitch.tv forward slash operation supply drop, and then I kind of went, oh. oh. So it's Moonwaves doing the charity stream. There you go. So give that a solid click in. Uh, make sure you guys are, are switching over there. We shall. I reckon. We're... I reckon. It's yeah. not starting for another half hour, you say? I think if I've got my time zone conversion right, it's either half an hour or an hour and a half. I'm kind of hoping it's an hour and a half so I can have time to order pizza and eat before I have to go moderate it. And else you can find me at Cup Causes, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Cup Causes, which is something I'm working uh, with Hip on in the very near future. Ah, uh, we're going to do some charity stuff. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, For a charity yeah. called Save the Children, uh, mm -hmm. a malnutrition charity that currently impacts the lives of 2 billion people. So trying to help with that. And you'll find me, uh, if there's a charity stream happening, there's a good chance I'm either going to be there or helping, even if it's not a charity I work for, like conveniently wearing my St. Jude Play Live hoodie. A lot of St. Jude stuff, I'd moderate and help with that because I love St. Jude and Zach and Susan are fantastic. And a lot of the streamers that I work with all do St. Jude stuff as well. So I'm always there. And if you're ever on the internet, you're probably, I'll probably be awake. I don't sleep anymore. So if you ever need a chat, I'm around. And hmm. oh, <laughs> lovely chat. Seriously, uh, thank you so much for being on today's show. You are an absolutely wonderful human being and you're welcome back on any time. It's always good to have a, a, a little a little chatterino with you. Yeah, um, I love being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Uh, Sam! You know what I'm going to ask. And I know you what you're going to say. I do ask you every week. 
No. No. Um. What are you doing this week on the stream, Sam's? Sam, Sam. Tomorrow on this channel with some description. I'm sure it'll be vaguely acceptable, kind of around the afternoon-ish, sort of twelve o'clock-ish time. Sunday night, I'll be doing on the tweets, on the Twitter, Twitter, Twitters. Under my account, which is School Moza. Um there'll be an announcement about a really cool stream that I'm doing <gasps> or not, not not that I'm doing but I'm having done around uh, Aero which is the game that I'm trying to promote hard at the moment um, there's a really 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 cool event sort of streamy thing that we're doing with that and it's going to be so fucking good that's going to happen on Tuesday uh, but we're announcing it tomorrow uh, so make sure you to plant thine eyeballs on Twitter for that one I am so uh, excited can, so can I remember one more thing that I forgot to mention completely yeah uh, on February 7th uh, pay attention to Discord's Twitter that's all I say that's all I'm allowed to say for right now Ooh. February 7th okay alright um, other than that that's about it really for me I'll, I'll be sat in a court I'll probably just be grumbling about things on Twitter as usual just, well it's not like it used to be I don't like it anymore I'm quite sad because um, I'm apparently from the north. Pip, what are you doing this week? Because you're one of these people that has schedules and shit. And right? Shit. Okay, so streams are, as always, from about 12.30, but probably not because I'm sleeping all the time at the moment again. Ah. Um, no, on Monday, we're going to do some soft-spoken um, Sunless Sea, if you guys are into um, not quite ASMR, but very soft-spoken storytelling. Um, I finally got to grips with Sunless Sea, so we're going to do some Sunless Sea storytelling. Um... For the rest of the week then, uh, we're going to be trying some various different uh, games. We've got some Switch games actually to show off for you guys, which is really, really cool. Um, really, really neat game to show you guys. Um, it's going to be it's gonna be a week of getting back into things. And we need to discuss my two-year partner anniversary, which uh, we're going to be playing Amnesia the Dark Descent for. And I'm not excited because I had a discussion with Adam about how to actually be able to stream the game and not be frightened off my tits. Uh, and he kind of went... Yeah, no. No, that's yeah. not. You're going to be frightened and it's going to be great. So, you know, it should be good fun. It should be good fun. All that's coming up, keep an eye out on my Twitter, uh, twitter.com forward slash tinypixels with two X's um, to keep an eye on, on what's going on with that. But it, it's going to be a good week. It's going to be a bit of a mixed bag, but it, it's going to be a good week. Uh, you guys are going to get lots of peep content uh, and it should be good, good fun. <sighs> so. No podcast next week, uh, but podcast the week after, as per usual. Um, and hopefully, we'll have some really good news, and I'm going to enthuse about Black Watchmen some more because, of course, I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm very tempted to make this next this next one coming up just us literally just pulling apart Black Watchmen and getting like full tinfoil hat about it, and like. I, I'm sure we could get some people from their community to come on and go. Well, actually, I measured the angle coming off of the side. <laughs> And you'll notice that it's in a direct straight line with the moon, which basically me and I think that'd be grand. Yeah, I think that'd be great. No, no. Podcast, podcast, uh, uh, we have to next for absolute sure. Uh, we'll grab a guest and we'll do some stuff and it'll be grand. Guys, thank you so much for joining me as always. Um, remember to, uh, if you've missed any of this, you can catch it on uh, all the YouTubes and also the SoundClouds um, because we do all of that goodness. Guys, say bye-bye. It's been really great to have you guys on. I love all of your faces in chat. I love all your faces everywhere. You guys have a really great night, a really great weekend, and I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.
Adiós. Bye. Bye.